Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? An amazing episode with my buddy Cash, who you know from Cashing In. Or I hope you know from Cashing In. Let me find the ad here. Here it is. Uh, so we're going to get to that very quickly, so I want you to get into it. Uh, <laughs> I already said that. As fast as possible. Anyway, I'm in my car because I'm sending this to Katie at uh, 10.40 the night before. So that's kind of a dick move on my part. So let's do this quickly. <laughs> uh, no tour dates. Uh, it, it is the uh, old holiday season, so if you want to get somebody... A, uh, you love a uh, t-shirt from the podcast, go to PeteHolmes.com. They're all available. Even if it says they're not available and you have to wait for them to be ordered, just order it and you will get it. Uh, they're all on PeteHolmes.com. we got the Fantastic Mr. Fox. we got the Truman Show shirt. Petey is my homeboy. Uh, Piano Keys, obviously. Some great ones up there. So check that out. Uh, the sponsor is, uh, well, let's talk about underwear. Your underwear. It needs to be comfy, snug in the right places, look good, and feel good. You don't just want comfy underwear. You want the world's most comfortable underwear. And that's me undies. This is completely true. I love me undies, sincerely. Every pair of them is made of micromodal fabric, which doesn't sound sexy, but once you feel your me undies, you'll never go back to regular old underwear again. With me undies, you'll feel more comfortable than ever before. <laughs> Kumail, I'm recording the intro. Don't ruin the ad. It's for me undies. Uh, Wait, is it recording right now? Yes, I have to send it. They what also is it, a bunch of pirates that own the company. Oh, that's a good way to remember it. Me undies. Did I, did I ruin it? You had to start over. No, read this part. They also just launched. They also just launched a new boxer line. It's like wearing nothing at all. Only better. And with the holidays just around the corner, MeUndies makes the perfect gift. Trust me, these are not your parents' stocking stuffers. So go to MeUndies.com slash weird right now to get 20% off your first order. Plus, all orders in the U.S. and Canada always ship for free. MeUndies even has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it and get a full refund. You literally have nothing to lose. Order before December 13th. I'm Can almost I say done. Can for real? Order, <laughs> order before December no. 13th and your no. MeUndies uh, will arrive in time for Christmas. I heard just recently someone actually saying MeUndies are really good. They are. Unconnected to you. Yeah, I know you, you have to do an ad, but I'm just saying for real I heard. I'm wearing them right now and true or false, Valerie, did I not say in the bathroom for Christmas I would like yes. MeUndies use promo code weird. True, you did You did promote Emily your podcast. Emily, MeUndies are the best undies. He's recording the This interview. is hey, the longest ad ever. MeUndies are great undies. I just um, went to order some the other day. You can get subscriptions to underwear. Is that right? Yeah. I love that. Never do laundry again. Why do you need subscriptions? Are you running through underwear so fast that I, you have to I, plan it? Don't make fun of the sponsor. You have to get underwear like, I, oh. You're 20% off the world's I'm most gonna, comfortable underwear. Head to MeUndies.com slash weird right now. That's MeUndies.com slash weird. I, I run through the... I I wear them hard. So. <laughs> I wear them. I, I don't fuck around with my underwear. I'm going to get some for Christmas. I fuck around with my underwear. They last months. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's the address again, Pete? I'm asking for real, not just for the podcast. It's meundies.com slash weird for 20% off. And there's always free shipping. Oh, my God. Val's not yawning Thanks, now. Man. You are yawning. <laughs> I literally said Val's not yawning now. And I looked over and she was yawning. Go home. I'm okay, let's go home. I'm tired. Bye. Bye. Get into it. <laughs> 
see you, man. Yeah, what's new? Thank you for having me. I, you know, it occurred to me that your your last name is Levy, and then maybe this is a holiday for you. Well, it's pronounced Levy. No, Levy. Um, okay. <laughs> is it pronounced Levy? Yeah, yeah. I Not always, that I, I always I feel suspicious. Uh, I don't care a lot. It's Levy. You just, you just felt it was too Jewish. Um, I when think, people are like, it's Weiner. It's Weiner. I think my your dad, name is Weiner. I, I just let my dad decide. Yeah, um, your dad's uh, full of shit. My dad was. Uh, <laughs> He was in charge of the whole thing. I think you grew up during an era, during a place where maybe it was best to just pronounce it Levy or versus Levy. Is it like a let's let's down, let's turn the volume down I, on the Judaism? I, I think I think that's possible. Where where was that from? It was in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, and, still uh, that way. The mean streets. <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> hasn't changed much. I'm just kidding. Cincinnati, you're great. I actually really like. Ohio, so yeah, Ohio, the, the, right? <laughs> the, it is in Ohio. Yes, I'm glad you got the geography right. You know, it's a, it's, what it's, if I had yeah. said Iowa or something? Yeah, it would yeah. be a shame. You really would have offended a lot of people. In fact, you'd be hard pressed to go back to those areas. Yeah, where you really, where you mess up the geography that badly. I love Cleveland. Okay, so you're trying to now yep. kind of backpedal <clears throat> here Drew and make Carey. your yeah, yeah. Drew Carey, I like great. I like Ohio a lot. That's go Buckeyes. Yeah, I, I have a lot of family there, but um, go the Browns. Yeah, I mean you're yeah taking the sports. Yeah, my favorite part of Ohio was the sports wise was when I think it was Sam Weish went on the field. He was the it's he went on the field. He was uh, the Bengals head coach, mm-hmm. and people were throwing things on the field or you know booing or something. Yeah, and he took a microphone. He went out and he said, "Hey, we're not Cleveland. We will not do this." You know, uh, yeah, you should check great. it out. He, he scolded them for he acting scold- too much like yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, that was the biggest. It was a dog. It was a dog. What's a dog? Cleveland. It was a. You know when you say you dog someone, it was a dog. Oh he no, I didn't him. know you dog somebody. He dogged Cleveland. He dogged Cleveland by doing that. Cincinnati doesn't like Cleveland. I guess so. I guess they have a big rivalry. Well, you were there, and your dad was there. Well, I didn't. I didn't grow up there. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in the Barrier. Barrier. Yeah. yeah. The Barrier. I'm gonna try to get this microphone a little lower. I'm not as tall as some of your guests. That's as low as it goes, bros. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a booster seat? <laughs> we can get you a placemat <laughs> with a maze on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for being well, here. Thanks for having me. You're so Fun funny. To, yeah. You're so funny. Every time I talk to you. Thank you. We have good conversations. We have our 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 beef. Our girlfriends and wives like each other. They're they're really you Oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Valerie's she loves... a she's a am I allowed to say her name yeah, on mm-hmm. the show? Yeah, yeah. How, how private are we gonna be here? Anything but my address. Don't say my okay. address. And I don't yeah. know what it is, so just I'll have case. to find that and it's maybe, for, just and, tell and you. tweet it and tweet it. <laughs> Um, no, this you can is, say Valley. She's the best. What were you going to say about that? She's Valerie? great. They just love to talk, those two. They chat. Well, ladies, they chat a lot. Ladies get real gabby. Yeah. I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> Says the guy with the three-hour <laughs> podcast. Um, no, they really hit it off. Yeah. P- if people don't like Valerie, which I've yet to meet someone that doesn't like Valerie, but if no, they don't no, like no. Valerie, I'm like, what? You'd have, a, like you'd, a, have to be, you'd have to be... Associate uh, Twisted in some way. She's from yeah. Northern California, which She's uh, from, from Northern, Northern California, Northern. Mm-hmm. which uh, and I like to say that really quickly, so no one can understand Northern what I'm California. saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you're uh, from the Bay Area. Uh, yeah, I'm from the uh, I, I call it Bay Area, but you know, just to avoid any racism. But <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> wait, I don't get it. 
Just, you know, that I'm saying everything differently uh, <laughs> just to avoid. It's not Levy, it's Levy. I, oh, I understand. Uh, Being very consistent. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the thing is I'm, hashed, I'm half uh, hash Jewish. <laughs> I'm hash Jewish. I'm half. My, it's on my dad's side, but my mom is not. So really, Jewish people don't consider me Jewish. The hardcore ones. They don't. They really don't. I coached a Jewish baseball team uh, for 10 years, like a high school team. I just like the stereotype. It's a stereotype. The Jews are bad at, at sports. And yeah. now I'm just picturing a lot of 12-year-old Jews just like flailing. Yeah. And you know, these falling. kids were – there was a high school team. These kids were really good. <laughs> okay. And I'll tell you why. Because baseball is a sport where you don't want to press too much. You want to get too stressed. You don't want to think it's life or death. Because there's a lot of failure in baseball. Well, it's very mental, right? Yeah. I'm right. not even trying to be right. funny. It's yeah. a very mental it's, game. It's very – and you don't want to – like be too stressed on the field and these kids you know the opponent would have uh, hundreds of fans in the stands cheering and putting pressure on these kids and we would have no one no one's parents would even come yeah and these kids played really loose and, and they were in a good way we, we won a championship here in la it was you won amazing yeah because we you were i think we were relaxed we were we had fun we were uh um you know my, my whole thing was you know i will never ever get upset about any physical error you know yeah. we're going to discuss mental errors after the game but there was no yelling. There was no uh, angst on the field. It was, it was really just, Jewish people can play baseball. But, was, <laughs> but but let me say this: they didn't consider me Jewish because yeah. your mom wasn't. Yeah, yeah. How do you let that one? I was out? an outcast. Day one, um, someone like yeah. I think they knew. Excuse me, know, Mr. Levy. Yeah, I think they is knew. your mom. I think I think one dead giveaway was just that I don't know anything about the religion, mm. and I think they started to pick that up. They were an Orthodox Jewish school. That's not curly yeah. cues. Yeah. When they're men, they're curly cues. Okay, maybe it was semi-orthodox. You're right. They would wear their you mean their yarmulkes under their hats. Oh, really? Yeah, double hats. Yeah. Well, that's the, why the they're double winning. duo, the double hats. They're winning because they got double yeah. hats. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me think you really should have yarmulkes with a bill, just so you can combine. Uh, you know, a beanie. Right. Right. Brrr. Is that what it is? But yeah, if you're that's covering your head, that's really what a beanie is. It's a it's a yarmulke with uh, with attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a yarmulke is a billless cap. That's really what it is. It's, well, it's too small. It's a billless cap that shrunk in the wash. Yeah, yeah. Even though I told you, what's a good female Jewish name? Um, that's the other thing. I grew up in an area where I didn't know yeah, who was... you don't was, know anything. I don't know anything. Boop. I really don't. My wife grew up in Chicago. Uh-huh. And they were very aware of like what ethnicity people were. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Like, people would live in different parts. It really was a melting pot where I grew up. I grew up in Palo Alto. Yep, and it just seemed at the time like we didn't. I didn't really know who was what, or we, there was no defining people by those. Measures. I always, you know, you watch a movie like Grand Torino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see Grand Torino, yes, where yes. they're always like, "Look at this Pollock." Right. I'm like, how do you know everyone's lineage? Everybody yeah. know because they ask, and then they know how to like break your balls or yeah. whatever. My dad is a little bit that way. He'll be like, "This is Tommy Biagioni, my only Swedish friend, or whatever." Biagioni's not a Swedish name, but you know what I mean, yeah. like. Like old guys. Part of it's generational. Yeah. I think my so, wife's, for sure. Yeah, my wife's dad will bring up people by their ethnic, eth, ethnicity. Ethnicity. Yeah, where he will, you know, um, say, yeah, this, uh, this black guy was helping us over at the car dealership <laughs> or whatever. And I don't know how that's relevant to the story. Right. And at first I would get kind of offended by it. I don't know if it's, is it generational or is it, uh, is it more locational? It could be locational as well. I, I just, you know... There was just a time, not a better time. When people in Ohio were racist. I know what you're saying. There were more racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people, in, people I, I'm rewatching Mad Men, okay. as I always am. And I love Mad Men. And uh, this hippie gives Don Draper a hard time. 
and uh, for being the man, for creating yeah. the religion of consumerism. And Don Draper says, people, people want so badly be, to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how he justifies what he does. So he's like, it might as well be us, basically. Uh-huh. And I, I think there's something comforting to these things, like, uh, like, like, like being racist or, or being misogynistic. This is the appeal to the human mind. You go. I, I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think it's incredibly wrong and ignorant to be racist or misogynist. It's like, think about the propaganda. Like that guy that shot the church. That I don't know his name. Forgive me, but okay. like that terrible church shooting. But if you look at the stuff that that kid wrote in his manifesto, it'll give you the chills. And 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 one of the things uh, I remember seeing, and how you kind of brainwash people to think that stereotypes are good and, and prejudice is good, and you'll be like, well, their skin is different. You really think that's the only thing different? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I remember that was one of the things he wrote. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what a dangerous thought. Any any group has a way to kind of get an impressionable mind on their side. You know what I mean? Like, there's something... Like, any good cult always starts with, like... I'm not saying this for the racist, by the way. But any good cult, Manson is always my example, starts with some practical, like, you gotta love yourself, man! Right. And then then you work up to (laughs) the, like... Then it devolves into... (laughs) So it, it scares me that, like, the way our minds work... People like that's why I'm always I'm a pretty impressionable fella, and that's why I'm always like concerned. I joke that if I was in a room with Tom Cruise for 45 minutes, I'd become a Scientologist. You'd be a Scientologist, just yeah. because there's you don't think they haven't figured out a way to get a right. rational person to be right. racist. Like you, Cash right. Levy. Yeah, we take you and we put you in the in the deep woods of some militia. Right. Okay. And and they, and you listen to their propaganda and you hang out with them all day and and basic evolution shit. There's like an alpha guy who's like killing squirrels and yeah. grilling them up, and they're and they're feeding you their lies constantly. I'm concerned with our all of our capacities to at one point just go like mm, some snapped and I'm racist now or something right. snapped and I'm this cult member now. I think for me personally, and this is why I don't think a cult would work for for me, uh, and I've considered it very much. I, I, I think I'm too much of a contrarian. I'm always the guy in backs. Like, I'm a little too critical. So you I think are. I'd be sitting in back being no, this you're, is bullshit. I think that's so great. And, and, I, and sometimes to my own detriment. I mean, you know, where, where you're like, what? This is a wonderful event. Why am I being so yeah, negative about it? Do yeah, you, yeah. you ever get that way? Where I'm like, why are you? I like, have to fight against it. Yeah, it's and, it's it's yeah. Uh, it takes effort to be like this is great. Well, yeah, why can't this just be great? Oh, yeah, but yeah. we need for every me, right? Yeah, and I'm the reason we have like Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I got such a. See, cool I don't thing. like amusement parks. See, I'm very, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Very contrarian about that. I'm yeah. like, why can't I amuse? I feel why like can't I why amuse? can't I amuse myself? I'm going to pay someone to amuse me. It makes me feel stupid. It makes me oh! feel like like. <laughs> You're you know? at Disneyland. I am. The I'm against it. on I'm, earth I'm going, what, I can't amuse myself? Yeah. No, I went to Disneyland with my kids even, and I, yeah. it was very crowded. And I, I, I'm, I'm, when I get older, I'm going to be really a real curmudgeon. It's going to be terrible. No, ask, you're going to fit into it. You're going to slide into that age. Oh, and it's, it's going to feel work right. For me. Yeah, People yeah. like, he's the same as he was before. I know. I was a curmudgeon. I know. I don't, I don't like to, the idea that, it makes me feel stupid, the idea that I need to pay people to entertain me. Yeah, but it's, you can't do that. You can't do a fireworks show at Tinkerbell sliding between the castle you don't yeah, have that yeah, i don't have all that no so but uh, uh, you give them a, money and some of your money went towards that fireworks show and you get to enjoy <laughs> it why can't you enjoy I know, it i don't know you don't have space mountain i i you know can't do it. i know i know you can't do it. i know i'm very like I, I bet uh valerie's more similar to me than than you in terms of feeling like 
uh, I should be out in the forest or something. I, I feel bad about oh, myself. I, I feel like yeah, I should be. I should not be um, um, having these superimposed pleasures thrust upon me. I should just go out and get to. I understand. I feel like well, almost now, like I'm not in touch with uh, being alive. I understand, I, and I don't want to go too far with this. I'm not judging no, people that. That, that like amusement parks, even though I dislike you very much. But other than that... <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about noise. Now, right, that, right. now, that's how you can get me on your side. I don't think that's curmudgeonly. Yeah. I think there's a way... You're saying, like, I resent... By the way, I had more to that Seinfeld bit. I was like, okay. you don't have space, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go in your backyard, you just got space. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, that was good. Just got space. No, I man. Like, I feel like I was here with him. No, yeah. man. No, man. <laughs> you can't sit around in space. You need the mountain. And what's with the coasters? Coasters? Who's coasting? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to keep yeah. up. I'm trying to keep up. I understand up. that it's rolling, but is coasting really belong in the headline? Yeah, I mean, it's not coasting as much as it's rolling. Woo! <laughs> 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 Cotton candy, who needs the stick? <laughs> Just give me the clown. Call it clown candy. I'll be Thank Zeus. <laughs> yeah. Disneyland? <laughs> Is it a whole land? <laughs> is, it really is there a whole land? species of people that live there? <laughs> Do you speak Disney? <laughs> yeah, I see your prices are quite different. The dollar is weak in Disneyland. <laughs> I just told my son that there's a Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah. Because I, I picked up the show in Florida and I said, you know, it's on my birthday. Do you take birthday shows? Sometimes I have a hard time taking a, I, I, a birthday uh, show. I feel I, you only have so many birthdays. I don't like to trade out my holidays here, for I thought, comedy. I thought curmudgeon would be like, who cares? It's another no, day. I, I, yeah, I think birthday. I think uh, there's a few holidays that are precious. And well, I don't I'm like, going to start taking notes. And I don't like trading them out for... What are your precious holidays? Okay. I want to write down okay. noise because we were okay. about to have yeah. a great discussion okay. about yeah. noise. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July... Get the fuck out yeah. of my face. Fourth of July. Don't I like love it. it. Don't it's a lot need of fun. it. Don't it's need a lot of fun. It. It's garbage. Okay. Uh, Why am... does a comedian... I'm, now I'm yeah. just trying to be yeah. contrary. Yeah. By yeah. the way, yeah. if you'd like to talk about the virtues of Fourth of July, it's, yeah. I think it's more fun for me yeah. to disagree. Of course I understand. There's yeah. some great parts to yeah. it. Yeah. But a comedian doesn't need Fourth of July. You want to grill on a Tuesday? Grill on a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, man. I feel like Why do I need to be at Nate Craig's house and he's on mushrooms because there's going to be fireworks in 12 hours? All right, now it's turning into your story here. <laughs> you're, like, Why do, you're thinking back on your bad 4th of July. You're selling me. You sold out your 4th of July by well, doing tell that. Well, what, tell me what you do. Uh, everyone's happy on 4th of July and uh, in, in generally in America. Most you people think in Canada, so? miserable. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but people are pretty border. happy. I like the summer holidays because I, I think people are really truly enjoying themselves and their expectations aren't so high as to the gifts you know or the and they're not, oh. and they're, and they're, and they're, not they're often not family oriented the summer oh. holidays right? you're winning right? me over this right? is what we were saying i'm in your yeah. cult now yeah yeah you're brainwashing me <laughs> yeah. you know what i see you in a, in a show i bet you have a hairy chest yeah, uh, not really, not too oh, much. Oh, really? Not That's a disappointment. Much. I can show you. It's not too. No, big. it's okay. It's not too bad. You could if you'd like, but I, I just, I'm going to picture you with yeah. a hairy chest, okay. uh, denim shirt, and it's uh, unbuttoned quite a bit. This isn't sexual. I just see yeah. you really being loose. Yeah. And you're eating a hot dog, and it's sunny. I want to go to that Fourth of July. Mine is always like, how are we going to get there? How are we yeah. going to get to? Yeah. We got to go to Natasha's, and then there's having a thing at Joe's. Yeah, so you're you're mixing, but you're mixing your holidays with business, with, yeah. with business people, with comedy. Uh-huh, with uh-huh, yeah, I, I don't uh-huh. ever. I try to keep all holidays away from anything comedy related. Teach me, you know, Teach because me your ways. because any any time there's any like <laughs> I better make an appearance at this place. Yeah, um, once you're feeling that way, yeah, uh, you've well, traded you your doing? holiday. So in. who are you with? Well, you're, you just you made friends. You made children. 
And now you're like, now you were like, I can't be popping in Natasha's. I can't be popping in Joe's. Let's just have sex. I created friends. Today. And then you made, they have to be with you. They're dependent on you. Who, who believe whatever I say. Yeah. You know, including Fourth of July is great. For, um, you know, we, we live in, uh, in, in Manhattan Beach where uh, there's, you know, you can ride your bikes down the strand and the fireworks are going off above you. And what you do is you get close to a big group of people. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people. It along, is just you and the family. Lined along. Now yeah, I have some friends over. Uh-huh. Uh huh. TJ's come. Uh, yeah! You should come next. Year. You're gonna love it. It's All great. right. And you have this progression of say ten bicyclists, and you go down the strand, and you wait until you're right next to the big clumps of people, and you yell out, "Happy birthday, America!" And everybody goes nuts. Uh, and it's kind of like doing a set, really. It's better than a set, you know? <laughs> so you are bringing comedy into Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it even worse than me. And then you start to chant USA, and it's a little over the top, but it's the one day you can uh, go over the top with your love for this country, you know, uh, which, which I have some real problems with. But on that day, you almost go over the top with it, you know? Yeah, so you it's like ridiculous. It. And you My like- friend kept yelling out, uh, uh, um, I love this country, and if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. And everyone would be like, yeah! You know? And then the kids start a USA, you know, uh, cheer. And I mean, it's it's fun. It's a fun holiday. There's not a lot of expectation. Yeah. And I think that really hurts holidays. You had me with no family, no gifts. You know, I'm not a big New Year's fan. There's a lot of. uh, I hate New Year's. There's a lot of uh, build up and and not so much fun once I'll take a show on New Year's. I will. I'll take a New Year's show. I'll take a a Thanksgiving show. Child. Yeah, um, but I have a hard time taking. I don't want to take. I don't want to trade in my birthday. That's the thing. I'm still. That's surprised. a big day. You I've, only have so many of days where you're the celebrated celebrated person. I'm just all enjoying. Day. This is what a, do you think about that? Do you don't like throw your birthday away? Your birthday gets bigger. The older I get, the more bir- my birthday matters. Really? Because I don't know how many I have left. You think you're you're on the way out? Uh, we all are. Act yeah, accordingly. Yeah, yeah. The no, we're really we're you know we're we're not you know, we're not around that. It's it's becoming you're get you know. You, how old are you? Yeah, I'm. I I won't say. It's just, you know, but, I'm but it's oh, it's it's. I'm getting older. Do you really not say? I can tell you. You can figure it out. What There's is ways this? you can tell? What old is this? Old. Dane Cook's MySpace. There, there are ways. They you always can say a hundred years old on those yeah. MySpace. There are ways page. you can tell. Love you, Dane. I do love Dane. Here's a couple ways. <laughs> um, you can tell old someone is by how early they get to the airport. I like this very much. You know, um, like my dad's getting there like a day early. Now. Your dad's there now. Yeah, to fly. he's just because uh, he might fly at some point later this month. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the guy buying the luggage at right. the airport. There's uh, you can tell old someone else by the um, kind of coinage they will pass on the street. Mm. If you see a guy, you know, if you like a 75 year old sees like a, it's called skipping nickels. They will skip a nickel. They won't reach over. It's not worth bending the back. Yeah. To I, reach over and get a nickel. I like nickels. They're thicker. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a so nickel. So even when you're 75, you think you'll lean over for one? Oh no, I won't lean over for it now. <laughs> but I will go. Good on you, nickel. You're a little fat. Yeah. He's fat. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a nickel, and I'm not judging a nickel. I have no like bigotry towards nickels. No. Grapes. I have a, I'm a grapist, but you don't like grapes. No, I'm, no, I love grapes. <laughs> I, was, I just think it's funny to call someone a grapist. I think that. <laughs> I think, you know, instead of a racist, I think you should have the word in the title when you're saying, like, you know, you're, if someone says, I don't like grapes, you're a grapist. Yeah, a grapist. Like yeah. an ageist or a right. fattest. Right, yeah. Two nickels will stack on each other. There's no tricks you can do with dimes. Right, that's true. Other than, that's like... That's mean this thing? I don't... Yeah, oh, that. But yeah. I also meant you can just, if you put a what nickel... What is that called? When you put them on your elbow, on your elbow and you grab and them. you grab them. 
It's called uh, No One's Paying Enough Attention to Me. Give me some loose change. That's what that one's called. Yeah, that is true. I don't like it, that it, one. It, it's like I want to impress somebody yeah. younger than me. That's yeah. generally what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's ever seen this before. That's right. what it's called. It's a, it's a very Jason Bourne kind of yeah. magic trick, and yeah. I, I don't care for that. Yeah. I uh, impressed my kids with it the other day. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not a great trick. Boop. Yeah. It's so, you know it's called it's called it's a poor man's magician that's what it is yeah I understand okay so if you see a quarter now how old do you have to be to pass a quarter up yeah or how desperate I suppose I mean like yeah how if this person's homeless pretty at any yeah. age you're gonna get that quarter right right but you're saying you I know you're doing mid eighties okay. you're gonna pass the quarter up you don't want to bend your back that because I think we're eight we've <laughs> We we were never meant to live this long. Our bodies are just my, falling apart. It's my dad, well, like know. our bodies are filled with different like, you know, car parts now, and like we're just it's ludicrous. <laughs> and once we get the microbes and the little robots cleaning it's, our arteries, it's, it's like what are we doing? Like this whole walking upright thing with the amount of people that have bad backs was it really necessary? Don't you think we should still be on all fours? Like maybe we weren't really. I don't think we were ready for it. Everyone has a bad back. <laughs> Everybody has a bad back. You know. Everybody. There's two things I can tell about people when I walk into a bookstore. One, everyone has a bad back, <laughs> and two, no one's happy because the self-help section is overwhelmingly large. It's. I went to one recently. It was about four stacks deep. Yeah, that's a good section. Yeah, and don't you think at a certain point maybe the problem is we expect? Obviously, no one's that happy as much as they wanted to be. Maybe the bar was set too high. Maybe to expect happiness. I think the expectations are the problem. Well, of course they are. I, it's nuts. They, they sell this idea of these books. and like, look. It goes back to Don Draper. Yeah. The lie of consumerism. Yeah. It's the next the can of The expectation that we're all going to be happy, happy every day. My expectation is if I could have like one or two good moments a day, and then the rest of the time I'm not uh, in, terrifying myself in, in an pain, absolute yeah. agony or in pain, and I'm just sort of content or even. If yeah. I could try to stay even and then wait for those moments where I'm like, that was a pretty darn good day. And yeah. that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think a cat or a dog wants more than that cat yeah wants to you know clean itself every once in a while i will say that uh my my therapist dr gary penn whose book is available now says that <laughs> happiness is overrated i really think that's a great quote of his really and it is and and uh conan told me that he wants a low base hum of contentment underneath there whatever. You go. yeah so it's not that he doesn't want no drama he just wants a low base hum of like yeah. a steady foundation of like generalized contentment yeah i think that's true and i you know i've been talking it's been coming up a lot on the podcast but the idea of a utopia isn't a place that's pain-free or conflict-free or i would say most importantly where everyone agrees with everybody it's like that there's no life there right it's like we would vanish out of the solar system the earth would just stop needing to exist if we were all just like no pain no conflict and everybody agrees Unfortunately, it's the it's the shitty, stinky stuff that we really want to avoid that opens us up to all this sort of happiness. Yeah. Well, or, you and, know, and the good news is we we won't have that utopia to worry about anyway because we don't seem to be making any progress as a species. No, none whatsoever. But like when I see people getting like beheaded, I'm like, what I know, are we? I know. Have we? We've been around for thousands of years. This is still happening. Like yeah. I, I just I'm absolutely disappointed in the human race. <laughs> And I understand we have Disneyland, and they may not have had that a thousand years ago, but still, it just seems it's stunning to me that everyone's still killing each other in such crazy ways, too. I, the whole thing, you'd think we would have evolved. We've evolved physically in a lot of ways. I don't understand yeah. why our our intellect and our ability to not, you'd think there would, do you think we're going to evolve enough to have peace and have any kind of thing close to utopia, even as it's described 
Well, the thing is, is I don't know if a utopia is a world without like uh, w- where it's just right. all peace. Like I don't know. I think the whole point of this mess is to take the curriculum and to be like, look, sh- like weird things happen, evil yeah. for lack of a better term happens, pain happens, loss happens, and that is how we are pushed into these spots inside inwardly where we I think we figure more out than we would have if we were just walking around on white sandy beaches mm-hmm. getting blowjobs mm-hmm. from very sophisticated orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> just, I didn't oh, think you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, you know, this is something I talk about with Rob a lot is like, yeah. think about the thing. Tell me some of, some of the moments that made you who you are, the things that you're yeah. proud of that were not just character building, but like, Tell me the cash yeah. levy story. I don't think you're going to tell me about those days where you just sat around and scratched your you're nuts. Right. You're only going to talk about the hard times. That's what we're here to yeah. do. That's what you're only going to talk about how the hard times and how you um, were able to get over them. That's and, it. You, and, and that, those are your best stories. Absolutely. And that's what I'm really. I'm, I still have some stage, not stage fright, but a little tense sometimes when a big show's happening. Yeah. And I think. Worst case scenario, I'm gonna have a good story. That's my way of consoling myself. I think that's like, because the worst show you've ever had, usually 36 hours later, it becomes a joke you're telling people. I know. You know, I think I told you that cruise story where I was tell just it. ate it on a cruise and just tell it. I ate it on a cruise and then had to live with the cruise people, <laughs> the cruise dwellers, <laughs> for like five days. And they would walk around. I'd have my hat down low, and I was like a pariah. I would just like I was hanging out on the outskirts of the, and I was really lonely. I'm very like, I mean. I, I like to, you know, have some connection to people over a five day period. Sure. You know? And I'm I'm like I'm away from my family and I and it was an extremely hard gig in fairness to me, but yeah, it didn't didn't go too well. And they'd come up and if they did see me or recognize me they'd be like, Ooh Ooh, that looked rough. You know, <laughs> this be like all little comments. You like, got zero. Ouch, ouch, that wasn't good. You know, like uh Yeah. It, there were I actually thought, considering how hard the gig was that that it went a little better than I expected just because it was so yeah. the crowd had been on the cruise for like six weeks and they were really old and they mm-hmm. mainly didn't speak English Oh, and uh, I don't speak the different languages they spoke so it was going to be tough to really connect <laughs> um, but the ones that did speak English yeah. you'd be like whew I didn't envy you up there. And, you know, yeah. you have five days of comments like that, and I really wanted to throw myself off the edge <laughs> of the ship. It was brutal. Did you have to do another show? No. It was no. just one, and then you're on the ball for five show, days? and I'm stuck just reliving. Just uh, do the, the yeah. just be like, please, can I do the just show at the re- end just re- of the five yeah, days? Yeah, just reliving it over and over again. And, uh, and uh, So that was tough. But, but, that, but, but that's but the But story. afterwards, when I got off that ship, literally, it became something, you know, but that's you laugh the thing. about. Would you enjoy stand-up if bombing wasn't not only an option, but a real no. threat? No, I mean, I've always said I think the first, like, two years of stand-up is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your lifetime, and that's why I think comedians are way too hard on each other. It's like, don't you realize we're the people that somehow survived that gauntlet? I don't understand. Why are we breaking each other's amount, Yeah, why are we so hard on each other? Look at this guy's shirt! Yeah, yeah let's, That's your brother! Yeah, let's let's be mean to actors. Why are we so mean to each other? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not, nothing against actors. I'm just saying, I like, I'm saying, like, we really did this difficult thing together. We should be a brotherhood. I don't... Um, the amount of, um, you know... People that dislike each other and say stuff about each other in this industry stuns me because it, it 
we were all in it together. We went through this terrible thing. I thought it was really difficult. Yeah. It's hard. You know how to make your friends laugh, but it's it's hard to make a room full of strangers laugh in a, in a city you've never been to before. Things of that sure, nature. Sure, sure, sure. And I admire anybody that's been able to do it. You know, I, I guess, really do. I guess the problem is okay. I'm um, yeah. just let's unpack yeah. that a little bit. We should. I completely agree. We should look at each other as other survivors. Yeah. You undergo stand up. Right. It's brutal. A lot of people falling off. Right. Picking Look off. the people you started with. Most I of know. them are in the grocery store working there, and nothing against that, but it I was a hard process. I understand, and, and nobody even uh, questions why that happened. Like Sometimes it's just like, not right. It's right. not working, or, or right. they, they don't want to do it. They don't have the right. the grit or something, yeah. or, or maybe they just intellectually, you're like, this isn't worth it. Right. There's a million valid yeah. reasons to quit. So then here we are all, here we are all, here we all are, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of that. Yeah. You and I both yeah. are uh, brothers. Yeah. But the, I guess the hating comes in, and I'm not in defense of the hating, yeah. but I do see people go, well, I survived, and then I fought for another 10 years, and then I got live at Gotham. Right. This, this guy, uh, in the middle of his first two years, right. is now selling out theaters. Right. And I've had that jealousy where I'm in a town. Oh, I'm not above that jealousy, but here's the thing. I always remind myself that life wasn't life is not fair in any industry. I don't know why we expected in this one it would be perfectly fair like uh like a math problem. I mean like don't you think it's weird people expected it to be exactly yeah, fair yeah, like yeah. Like, it's not fair in any, uh, oh, uh, you know, I, I hear about, like, an actor even, like, you know, his dad was involved. He was a director, so he got a leg up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, or he, uh, here's my favorite. Yeah, he just chose his friends to work on the show. Good. That, those are his friends. I would hope that he would, I would hope he would choose his friends, you know? Like, that means he's a good person, Woo! is that what you're saying? He chose yeah, his friends? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, stuck by the people he's known for 10 exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah, that asshole. I I'll mean, tell you, though, I, I got, I got uh, ousted off of a writing job because someone chose a friend. And, yeah. And I, I even, even though it hurt, I was like, all right, that, 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 I understand that. Yeah. Speaking of that stuff, man, I, I have friends that are submitting for writing jobs and this and that, and it, it, it's just really daunting. Once you get a, a little bit on the other side, I'm not saying you can't cold call your way into a job, and you can, right. and I did. Right. I got a, a writing job, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wasn't friends with anybody. I was just yeah. some weird stand-up that they gave. Where was this? Uh, it was on a show called Outsourced on NBC. Check it oh. out. Never. It was canceled. <laughs> and... Uh, you can watch on DVD. Yeah. And then why wasn't I invited to do the DVD commentary? Oh, right, because I was a staff writer. I, I still wanted to do it. Uh, what year was this? Well, this would have been 2010, Yeah, I think. So I got my first writing job. So there's the hopeful part. Right. That's me saying, right. yes. You can. You can write a spec script, right. Modern Family, about the 4th of July. No yeah. lie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was called the Cuatro de July because there was yeah. a conflict about Spanish. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, you can get the job. All right? Yeah, That's okay. great. And then, though... Uh, you know, with the with the Pete Holmes show and stuff, and and then even you know, as I'm moving into this new very exciting pilot, uh, you see there's like three jobs, and you have ten friends. You know, like what are yeah. you have to? This is why you read them blind. You read all the submissions blind and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's a daunting thought to be like, there's this tier. Here's experience. Here's friends. Then here's the cold calling. Right. Here's the people that just like, yeah. I got the packet. Yeah. And like. Whoa, that's yeah. that's up there with like wow. child that's actors. A long shot. It seems like a long shot. I'm not trying to take the wind out of anybody's sails, but holy shit! Yeah, no wonder it's tough. I didn't even think about it that way. I didn't even know people were doing yeah. uh, cold calling to get roles. 
or to get to get writing to jobs. Get writing well, jobs. I'm just calling cold calling meaning. So again, with the with the Pete Holmes show, doing it blind, we hired basically. like yeah. four writers. Yeah, and then you know of those. Three of them were like people that I was like, we need this person, yeah, and we need this yeah. person, and we need this person, and now, and I'm making these numbers up. Right. It was maybe four, five, six writers, but then here's like three thousand. I'm making that number up too. Yeah. Submissions, and we read them, and we worked. I'm not saying we we were just smoking cigars and laughing. We really right. interviewed and read and yeah. gave it a lot of effort. But you just get a glimpse, and then you get a glimpse because it's you at like, well, I was in a really good mood when we hired this guy. Yeah, fucking crazy. I know. I know. Or That's... this guy reminded me of my friend Phil. I know. The fuck does that have to do That's... with anything? I know. And you have to push it away. But we are shit bags. We're we're. That's so funny. You bring that computers. up. It's really Please, true that go. it really is true that what you're saying that we're. Where sometimes if I'm offended by something or if something hurts my feelings, is I have to remember that that person was having a certain day. Even like yeah, you just yeah. have no idea what was happening. Yeah, in their yeah, life. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's uh, I love that you brought that up. By the way, yeah, touching your hand. Yeah, compassion is a very interesting topic to me. I'm very interested in yeah. compassion and em- we could just say yeah. empathy, but compassion to me is like even deeper loving yeah. empathy. And when you like think of your enemy or whatever, a lot of the, you know, mystics and your Buddhas and your Jesuses will yeah. be like, love your enemy and stuff. Really, like we're just trying to say, take a moment to consider their life. Everybody's a star of their own movie. Right, right. And if someone offends you or, or wrongs you or something, it's like the Buddhists would say, take a moment to consider their suffering. Right. right. Because they were probably acting from a place right. of suffering. Right. Going back to your point, life is hard. People are falling off. Dreams it's are terrible. dying. Life we is terrible. Are Terribly all... difficult. It's terrible. And no one and no one's above and it. It's by wonderful. the way, that's what I'm saying. They've done studies. People, you know, people. A lot of people think that the money will somehow change things. Right. And, um, you know, every, everybody that wins the lottery, yeah, uh, is not does not become happier. It nope. ends up their happiness ends up being exactly even. Really, everything above having enough, you know, obviously food, yeah. shelter, all the basics. Uh, everyone's happiness level is I think is, the is fairly is similar to what? Yeah, is it? I'm I'm fairly I, no. This is the study that I think you're referencing. Yeah. There's a great movie called uh, Happy. I recommend it. Yeah, Happy talks about I believe it's in the maybe 150, 200, 300 thousand dollars. Once yeah. you have that, it doesn't yeah. really matter if you have three billion. It doesn't make any difference. You already have a car. You already have a house. Right. And if you have three hundred thousand dollars and you're not an asshole, that's like right. my tastes. <laughs> require a private jet. Yeah. Well, you'll burn through that 300 pretty quick. But if you have that, your happiness isn't that different if you get yeah. if you give a guy who already has a million dollars another $500,000, he's kind of like who gives a shit. Yeah, I remember running into uh Ron White in yeah. Atlanta. And I had seen him one other time or met him and uh so this night we're working together and uh I said I haven't seen you in a while. It seems like you've really uh you know, done well for yourself, you know. You've huh. got uh you know, it, uh, his and he was talking. He said something about the money, and so that was a lead in. I go, D- do you feel happier now with the extra money? Do you feel he's like, not at all, not at all. He's like, uh, it's just uh, one less thing to worry about, but everything else is exactly the same. Yep. Uh, I will say though that it seems to me this is a big thing for me that money, the best thing that money affords is more time to uh, instead of. Um, like you, like TJ and I actually talked about business managers and business managers pay your bills. And mm-hmm. I remember he had one before I did. And I was like, that seems like a crazy expense. And he was like, do you have any idea how <laughs> liberating it is? 
that I don't have to write checks for bills. <laughs> so, like, that's true. You do yeah. have – so in TJ's example, you have more time. And in that time, although we can't postpone our happiness and we can't postpone doing the work <laughs> to become realized people. Yeah. But there is a fantasy, and it's true, that while I'm not – necessarily happier than I was when I had $300 in my bank account, I do have more time to, say, meditate or sit around right, and right. read or right. go to the movies or see a friend. So that that stuff is really – it's not really money as much as it's like access. Sure. And you don't have to worry about it. And the, the worry – It is one The worry, worry of not having enough money is worse than not having the money in itself sometimes. Right. And and that's the biggest thing that people get divorced over is is financial strains. That's true. And religious differences. That's true. So those are one and two. Yeah. Going back to happiness, though, this yeah. is the statistic I love to yeah. say, and I'd love to hear what you think. They say it's fifty percent a genetic set point, which is so. I'm fascinated. We could talk about that for four yeah. hours. I just happen to be, and I, I can be a dark person. I can yeah. be a brooding person. I can be. I've seen it. I saw you. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Child, just attacking that. I'm verbally berating yeah, you berating and your wife. That, uh, yeah, that, but I, you know, counter person at Seven <laughs> Eleven. I don't. Know, I'm trying to well, come up with something. Well, she fucked up my change. Yeah, I yeah. said I want two nickels because I'm going to stack them. I, I don't think it was necessary to throw things well, at her, but it's a uh, yeah, Twizzlers hurt too. Twizzlers <laughs> hurt. <laughs> they're like little whips, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, so there, there are times when I retreat inside and stuff. But I also think I don't really deserve credit for being happier than say other people like cousins or whatever. I'm like, well, their set point is different. Yeah. And then the other uh, 10% is, uh, is status, finances, mm-hmm. job, that sort yeah. of stuff. And I believe it's something like 10% is relationships. And then the rest, I'm not here to do math. What's that? 30% is uh, elective activity. It's huh. like going and riding your bike down that hill yeah. with the fireworks overhead contributes to 30% of your happiness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we have to force ourselves to do those things. So, yeah, imagine if you got like a D. Your 50% is a yeah. D. So you have to work even harder yeah. to like try and – your best you can do is like a C plus. But you think 50% is genetic. That's, That's what, what they say. Is. That's it. I mean, it's, it's possible. There are some people that – you do feel like it's there's almost no way they're going to be able to. Now I'm about break even. What? I'm about fifty percent. Fifty percent. I think in the. I think oh. in civilization, I'm in the middle somewhere. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you seem yeah. like a chopper, a chopper guy. Yeah. No, there are times where I can be, but I also, you know, I, I worry too much. You know. And it's, what are you it's worried about? I, I'm always worried about. I I make little things into giant. Give me a little thing. Um, it, it could be, <laughs> you know, it could be. Uh, uh, well, I've spent the last month and a half. Um, there's we sort of made an investment in a house and uh um with an with another investor in, in any event things got not to live serious. in serious uh not to live in but to make and, uh, money and there were some lies that were told and Who there was some, some false advertising that kind of thing and i'm I, I don't even know i've i've just felt a month and a half just of anger oh. over something that really is is really more about the uh sort of the uh the point of it not the money itself just the fact i feel like i was lied to Mm. And to mull over that for a month and a half and let that become an obsession is just uh, – it's frustrating to not be able to break that. So I'm going to go out into that bookstore and I'm going to buy about 17 self-help books. Uh, they don't and, have any. <laughs> they don't have They have that. Archie. That's kind of like a self-help <laughs> thing. But, you know, uh, I just think um, you, know, you have to be able to control that stuff. So that's, that's a weakness of mine. 
Yeah, it's hard to let go of things, and it's hard. But you see, guys like you, I yeah. wouldn't necessarily want you to be more like me. I, I tend again. This goes back to the genetic yeah. set point. One yeah. of the things that I think makes me lean towards happier yeah. is that I do let go of things very easily, and it's not that I deliberately let them go. It's that my brain is very slippery. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, you might wrong me or something. I won't yeah. necessarily hold on, hold to, on that. to it. It's just because that's how my brain is. It's like, like it kind of goes away. See, that's useful. It yeah, is to useful. not hold on to a slight is probably one of the greatest possible qualities. But I also like guys like you. The world needs guys like you. You're you're Aaron Brockovich. You're like, this is horseshit. You lied to me, motherfucker. And that you know, yeah. that's the balance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm able to provide some level of comfort for you, but, but for, for me, for me, it's quite painful being me. Uh, <laughs> it does make me feel good knowing you're out there suffering. I do like that yeah. a lot. But one thing I don't feel upset about is other comedians, like we were talking about. And the other thing, I mean, the other thing I wanted to mention about that, just to to kind of circle back to it, it makes me really like confused. You know, you're mentioning the guy that say has only been in the business two years and he gets thrust ahead of everybody. Yeah. Often he's not even in the person's category at all in terms of right. f- physical, ethnic, man, woman, whatever. Right. Uh, Point it, of view. It's, it's exactly. It's not even in your, like you weren't like even people, up for that. What are you upset like, about? Ron like, Funch has got exactly, that job. It's exactly. like, well, what did that, that's Ron Funch. Yeah. Do you think it was him or you? Like, what exactly? You know what I mean? You're in a completely different category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Don't take it so personally. Yeah, I think people in take fact, it real personally. Don't take anything personally. Yeah. That goes back to what we were saying about the casting. Be like, I, I, I picked this guy because he reminds me of my buddy Phil. Completely out of this guy's right. control. Right. Not really fair. Just kind of a little bit right. random. So that's what we've learned here today is don't take anything personally. Well, that's but one of how. That's the question. How do we not take How? Them? And that's the problem. You're saying it's genetic, where you almost genetically are predisposed to either I taking think, something personally or not. I think that, that some of it is genetic, and, mm-hmm. and it, it is the way that your brain interprets things. And, and, I mean, the other problem, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the Please. other problem I'm having with the self-help stuff is it, it, it sort of uh, gives you the belief that you could actually change after a certain age. And I don't think you can change... I think you can change your habits, but I think your general disposition is pretty pretty well sw- set at the age of, say, 25. I don't think we make great big changes later in our lives in terms of how we see the world. Interesting. What Richard, do you think? Richard what do you Alpert think? went to India when he was 36 and came back Ramdas. So I would say so I'm wrong, maybe. that there are some. I hope, you're, I hope, but here's the I hope thing. I'm wrong, to be honest. Here's the thing, though. I think I'm a big old Rami D guy. But did he change his habits? And well, that changed yeah. his, does that follow? Do you change your habits first? How did that happen? Well, I don't he, know he took a lot of acid. You've heard this story. <laughs> Richard Alpert and Tim Leary, professors, okay. just saw the wonderful movie about it called Dying to Know. Check okay. it out. Okay. I'm plugging the movie. It's a wonderful movie, and it's about these guys and their transformation. So, But here's the thing. I'm going to jump. There is acid involved, and they started kind of expanding their consciousness to yeah. chemicals. And then Richard went to uh, India, met a guru, and uh, all that sort of stuff, okay. and did change very much, kind of like transformed. But he never said he was like, I stopped being neurotic. The difference was is that he would uh, not identify with the, the neuroticism. He, mm. would, he would observe it. And that, you know, a lot, of them, the, a lot of the changes that I see in my life, I still see me being very similar to I was when I was 25 to support your theory. But the change in the work that I do is to try and look at who I quote unquote am more objectively and more like, look, there's Pete. He hates noise at night. Look at him. He's so mad that he got up 
The dog right. barked. He's, he's right. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. If you can try and uh, – this is a mystical thing. I don't know if that does it for you. But try and be the observer of your observe life. Observe your life. Yeah. yeah. But I mean yeah. that's, just, that's just an abstraction. That's just a thought experiment. But that is the type of change I see happening. I still am the kid that hates noise when I'm sleeping. I mm-hmm. still am that guy. Yeah. And I always probably will be do that have, guy. Do you have ear, earplugs? No, I have a series of white noise apparatus. Do you have uh, – because I, I don't like it either. I, okay, so you go earplugs and then you have those noise cancelers. You do both? You do the earplugs, the noise canceller, and the white noise. It's a three. It's a three-ply. It's a three. It's a three-tracker. Hot dog. Yeah. I've done – You all three? I've done earbuds, which are like earplugs, mm-hmm. and then – noise cancelers right. on top of it. So I've done that, babies on flights and stuff like that. But don't you think it's weird that we have not, because um, I've had this problem too, how we haven't developed the technology just to pretty much shut the ear down for, for <laughs> like, Don't you think it's ridiculous? <laughs> you know? It doesn't seem that complicated. Like there should be an off switch. Yeah. I used to, when I used to lay in Couldn't bed. could there be a surgery or something? Uh, like just I'm going to shut the, the ears down risky. for the night. It's too risky. <laughs> what if we can't turn it back on? That's what I'm saying. You go <laughs> click and then the button gets stuck. Uh, you yeah. don't want that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I used to really, when I was a kid, I would always go to bed way before I was tired. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just like, that's enough of this shit. Right. And I'd go to bed. <laughs> So I'd lay there and I would always be like, man, I just wish there was an on-off switch yeah. to go to sleep. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're all craving. You have drinks that people drink to go to bed, Ambien, right. and then you have drinks to wake you up. We just want an on-off switch. Right, for our ears. And what about your oh, or eyes? The ears. Uh, and the what eyes. about your eyes? Do you, do you need like an eye blanket? What do you do? Uh, I'm not as light sensitive, no. but on an airplane, on an airplane, uh, Val will take photos of me on an airplane because I get real like, it's an eye mask. It's a neck pillow. It's it's earphone. It's noise cancelers, and uh, and I will always get a window seat and kind of curl into the. Okay, into I'm going one step further now. If you want to take pictures of something that looks ridiculous, yeah, please. I have a. I bring a this. I I've never even admitted this uh, to anybody. So I'm excited. I I'm, I'm really centrally. I, I I actually bring a seat cushion. That's how far I go now. That's because the good. seats are so. I get woken up because the seats are so hard. It's just sitting on a rock. That's great. I'm now going to think about that when I'm flying. I'm not in first class. Cash I don't right. think they do the. I don't think they redo the seats over a thirty, forty year period. You know, it really, it's really painful. So I have like a seat cushion. It's really embarrassing the shit I pull out. And I do. I have all the stuff you described <laughs> and the. Secret. Yeah, I do. You should have brought it. You'd be now. One thing I'll do also. I don't, and you're too tall to do this. This is a great thing about being shorter. Mm. Is I will, uh, I will lie down. And face and put my arms on the seat itself, and I'll actually be. You can describe. What do you mean? You turn around? Yeah, I actually. Oh, you Michelle Pfeiffer. I go like this in the seat, like this. You kneel in front of the seat sometimes, and as if you're praying, you look like you're praying. Yeah, just because it's comfortable, I can fall asleep that way sometimes. But you have to have a window seat to do that. No one likes it if you're in the aisle seat. But then, if the seatbelt light goes on, they're going to wake you up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to call bullshit, yeah, but that's, but that's it's, no good. It's it can work because I'll get a blanket and I, your back or I, whatever. I appreciate that. I'll buckle up over the blanket. You got to buckle over the blanket. Yeah. It's, well, how, how early do you get to the airport? <laughs> I get there pretty late, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm not. Have so, you ever flown with TJ? Yes. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's madness. crazy. Well, I mean, it's madness. You could say that about a lot of things, you know. Yeah, for here. sure. Uh, yeah, he he will. Get, yeah, he'll get there late. Yeah, uh, or almost on time. I was one time, I don't know, I've flown many yeah. times with them. Yeah. And there was a time when we were like, 
I am a, uh, I will get to the airport one hour. Let's say the flight's at 12, 15. Yeah. I'll round that down to 12, get there at 11, leave right. at 10. It only takes 45 minutes. Yeah. But I'll leave at 10 just in case it takes an hour. So then you have all this leisure yeah. time. Yeah. TJ, we got there, 12, 15 flight. We're like arriving at the airport at 12. Yeah. He's trying to be like... He was first class. I wasn't. He's trying to get me in the security. Like yeah. he's pulling favors and being like, "This guy's got to come with me." And we're going through, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy, and I'm sweating. And then he wanted to go to the Sky Lounge. Oh, he was yeah. like, "We got to yeah. go to the Sky Lounge." Yeah. I'm like, "The flight was boarding. <laughs> it was already boarding." And he's like, "We gotta go. We have time." Like, well, yeah. And then you get on the flight, and he goes into half party, half work mode. <laughs> Where he's doing both. Where I'm, I'm just One in sleep mode. I'm in sleep <laughs> mode. I'm You're kneeling down. You're are you on work? Do you go and work? I, I I don't feel guilty not working while I'm on the plane. Me neither. So I feel like it's a it's 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 unfair that I had to be on the plane. So I give myself a break. I Absolutely. Um, but he goes straight into you know. Uh, both uh, work and party mode. Uh, he, so you, you mean know, he's drinking while he's working? Uh, the whole thing. He's just uh, he's a, he's a piece of work. I mean, there's no one else on, in the world like him, right? Well, we were just at his wedding, and yeah, I, I, that I, was yeah. My you gave a very very funny. Oh, thank you. You had a very heartfelt speech. It was really I went heartfelt because I was like I don't have anything funny. You went so heartfelt that I took the heartfelt parts out of my speech. That's how great you were. Really? Well, I was like I can't. Well, a lot of people went heartfelt before me. <laughs> That's so true. There was so You're much like, heartfeltness. There's so much heartfeltness that I just kind of <laughs> heartfeltness. Yes, there's so much heartfeltness. No, I mean, there I was understand. a lot of people that love those two, and and you know, as they should. And but you went so it was, your speech was great, and so I just had to go a little more, uh, you know, with the comedy angle. But isn't uh, it weird? I'm yeah. sure both of us. So we give a speech at a wedding. Yeah. And afterwards, even though it went great, yeah. I'm sure we both. I know I was. I was like, I didn't. I should have prepared. I didn't. I didn't get a laugh. You yeah. Know, this sort of stuff. Yeah. And then. Like, maybe this is because I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, who fucking cares? I know. I know. It's but weird. like, if you could just have that perspective, like if we could just share that, talk about a button to turn off your yeah. ears. If you could have a button, it's called alcohol. Right. It makes you go, who fucking cares? Yeah. But you're just like, no one's going to remember. Oh, I know. But I, I even, like, there's a line. There's a line that I, I don't, I, I didn't get the kind of laugh I thought I would. And yeah. it's, it's still plaguing me a little bit. It was, uh. Well, I now go, if you say it, it will live Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, this is great. I go, I, I said, uh, you know, I think I, I'm pro-marriage. I think marriage is a good thing. I, I remember. I, uh, because... I, I'm, I'm in support of marriage because, you know, the older you get, the more terrible, tragic things happen. And I think it's, you know, it's important. It's comforting to have someone around to, uh, uh, to blame. And, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't get, it didn't what I thought it would. And I, and then I thought about it afterwards. And yeah, you're right. It, it was it becomes like a set almost. Yeah, it's you nuts. think about it more. I still remember the speeches. Yeah. It's way worse than stand-up. Mm-hmm. If you've done a wedding speech and you did well, my friend Tom, his brother, Tim, at his wedding gave a killer wedding speech. And I've never seen – he's a cop. Yeah. I've never seen him do anything in the arts. And he killed it. And he was yeah. drinking. Yeah. And he had good timing. He, yeah. like, and not that he ought to have. He's a very funny guy. But I was like, he didn't run this by me. But like, it was professional. It's like, nuts. It's nuts. It, people will surprise you. At my yeah. wedding, my brother, who rarely talks, and he's very gruff. Yeah. And very like, my brother's favorite line, he's like, uh, when, when we were like, I don't know, he was 12, I was 10. He's like, I'm not here to 
exchange pleasantries with strangers. This whole thing is bullshit. Uh, and I was, uh, I was at our, uh, I was at our family reunion. Like he wouldn't leave his room. You know, he's like this, oh like he's really God. total. He's completely a gruff, like curmudgeon. He's figured out who he, he is. I'm not, this is, whole thing is ridiculous. You know, <laughs> so he came into the uh, wedding, flew in. And just gave this really short, concise, beautiful speech. And I was yeah. like, I don't know where this came from. This yeah. guy can't, he doesn't usually look people in the eye when he talks to them. It's, right. it's really interesting. Interesting. What people do. Older yeah. or younger? Older. Older yeah. brother. How much yeah. older? Uh, two years. Are you the youngest? Yeah. Just yeah. you guys? Yeah, just the two of us. Oh, that's yeah. funny because I kind of yeah. have a, I, I don't know if I'd call him gruff, but he's a little bit, he can be wonderfully social, but there yeah. was also times when I could see him just being like having that funny, sarcastic, yeah. like this yeah. is bullshit attitude. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's funny that we both have that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Did he give you the? Does he does he give you praise? Is he? You know, does he ever say anything? You know, I do a pretty good impression of my brother, and he'll be like, "Congratulations, dude." That's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he means it. Yeah, he definitely means it. Does yours withhold? Yeah, no. Well, <clears throat> I don't think he holds just because of me. I think it's just the way he is with everyone. Yeah, so it's not as personal. But yeah, I mean, my brother's never uh, he's never like, called me or anything. It's kind of up to me to. I'm initiated. that way in my family yeah, too. Interesting. Yeah. And I, you ever do yeah. that with your? Uh, last time I hung out with my brother, I was like, uh, I'm just gonna, because in an effort to make it more natural, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna, let, you know, see when he wants to hang out next. Not like an ultimatum, you know what I mean? Not like screw this, I'm tired of setting these things up. But I had set up the last couple hangs, and I was like, let's just see, yeah, what's gonna. And like, I haven't heard from him in a while. And it's the same way with my family. Like, my mom will call and be like, you never call him. Like. Call me. Call yeah. me. Yeah. Like, call me when yeah, it's good for you. you. Most of the time, I yeah. think I should call home, and I realize it's 6 o'clock, because that's about time when right. you're winding down, and you're like, shit, it's 9. My parents have been asleep for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How has your success level uh, changed the way people behave towards you in your family and your close, your friends? A, has it changed anything? You're a, what a generous question, Cash. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this all about you after yeah. I briefly <laughs> answer this no, question. No, I'm curious. Uh that's one of the things that is great is once you uh, break through to a certain point, and it wasn't, it wasn't the talk show. It was I forget what it was. I think it was E Trade when I was doing uh-huh. E Trade, uh-huh. and I, I had like an hour special and stuff, yeah. and had done Conan. Right. Then my parents started to be like, you just started seeing this weird respect that you had uh-huh. been craving oh, really hard. Like people would tease you less. You know yeah. what I mean? Up yeah. until that point, they didn't tease me a lot, but I might get some yeah. ribbings. You might right. get that sort right. of loaded, like, so how's the comedy thing going? You know what right. I mean? And, and right. just kind of like, God, nobody asks, you know, David how the doctor exactly. thing is going. Exactly. But everybody's like attacking me. Not really. Very, very subtle. And then there was a, a distinct shift that I, did you notice? I well, mean, I haven't, I've, you know, you've done more than I have. So, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but it, for, I've had such a slow progression towards everything. Yeah. It's like incremental. Uh, everything that's happened with me, uh, but uh, I don't. I've I never had my own talk show. I, I would. I, I'm wondering, like you know, things of that nature. You've certainly reached another level, and uh, and it's great to see. By the way, I, I enjoy it very what much. What if you were not jealous of anybody else, but you hated me? Like, <laughs> and this is when we learned. Well, no, what if we Yikes. came in here? and That was my purpose for this yeah, show. You just want to shit on. And me. here's the thing: I really want to say this whole thing is bullshit. You sound like my brother. Yeah, yeah. Your brother. You sound like brothers. You sound like brothers. I'm not here to smoke. Pull smoke up your ass. I, <laughs> So you uh, have yeah. a gruff brother. Yeah. What about your parents? Yeah, they're they're uh, you know they're they're great, but they're they're um, 
And they, they've been really supportive with this whole thing anyway. So I, I don't think there'd be a big transformation. I think as you know, once they saw me live and saw me deliver, you know, get the job done, I think yeah. they felt proud. And I think uh, on those nights, those nights are special. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. If you're not a household name, um, you do get those questions once in a while, you know. Right. And it, and it, and it is a pain. Well, even Brian Regan, he yeah. didn't tell the story on my podcast. I think he told it on WTF. He did a corporate and he ate shit. And somebody yeah. genuinely asked him, like, so what do you do? Like, they just assumed he wasn't a comedian. Like, wow. that, that was something he did in his spare time. Wow. I can't imagine Brian Regan ever having a bad set. You know, it's funny. As we talked possible. about it, he said corporates, they're often, like, reluctant right. to uh, identify with the dumb guy. So his humor is all like, yeah. oh, I drank the water and it's going down my gullet. Yeah. <laughs> it's going in my gullet. It's going to refresh me. <laughs> That's not bad. And they're sitting in the cra- crowd and they're like, yeah. God damn it, I'm the CFO. I, I know I what hydration let... is. Yeah. So okay. they don't laugh. Interesting. I mean, someone told me early on, because I, I remember I had a bad set. It was probably a year or two in. It was some experienced comic. And I was like, uh, do you ever... Do you ever not ever eat it again? Like, do you ever get so good that it's just impossible if you ever have a bad set? Yeah. And, and he was like, you gave me the best advice, I think, in comedy. He was like, I think it's like Russian roulette. And the better you get, there's more chambers in the gun. But there'll always be a bullet. <laughs> it's like, it's always possible you can eat it. And I've remembered that because it's true. You can always go down. The For situation sure. can be bad enough where For you're like, sure. this is going to be tough. Yeah, you follow some guy. I just had to follow Brent Weinbach at a show the other night, mm-hmm. and he was just exactly what the audience wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just saying I went up, and they were like, you're ready for your headliner? And I was like, yeah. shit, man. I knew that you just yeah. saw the best act of yeah. the night. You already saw it. And yeah. now I'm going to go up yeah. and open mic it for 20 minutes. So like, well, It's also tough during it never uh, showcase away. nights uh, where you only have a short set. I'm more terrified of short sets than anything by far because I feel like I can pull out of any kind of spiral in a long set. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But the short sets where you have five minutes and you're following someone, it's true, that just ripped it apart. And right. And really loved them. And right. And like an hour and 40 into the show. That's right. And, you know, you, your spot can be bad for that. That's why, you know, I've always been afraid of the comedy cell. I've been open about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> when, when I was a youth, when I was in my 20s and I yeah. was handing out flyers, uh, I would look at the comedy cellar and literally go, someday, right? Like yeah. pining for it. Now... More, more in a position where maybe I could certainly audition. Let's say I could audition to yeah. go up. I would be so anxious to perform there because it is. It's like Chappelle did an hour. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, yeah. folks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why would I want to do that to myself? Yeah. Like, I understand. I mean, yes, but also scary. Yeah. It's, it's kind of too yeah, much. Absolutely. I think the short sets are tough. Um, but when people say you get nervous, that kind of thing. I only get nervous if uh, if I do have family coming. Yeah, that's the only that's the worst. Yeah, you because know? then you know you, who needs it. Yeah, that's always tricky, and you get more sensitive about something that's happened when your family's in the crowd. Yeah, you I know? just had one of the worst sets ever, and my cousin was in the crowd. Not even by blood; it's yeah. just one of those my mom's best friend's yeah. daughter. Yeah, so kind of like pretend cousin was there, and of course that was the only show of the weekend that I really sweated and struggled the whole yeah. set, and I knew. You'd think maybe it would cross my mind once every five minutes. I was thinking, Anna's here. Yeah. Every oh, five minutes. The minute it's going south, you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst night for so-and-so to be here. And why wasn't she at the 8 o'clock? Yeah. But, but I've always thought that you should be judged by how you look you, on your worst night. You're going you're gonna to be hot a lot of nights. Yeah. Um, in terms <laughs> of being a professional, 
Um, how much can you deliver and have no one even know the difference on a night when you weren't feeling it? Yeah. I don't think the crowd was feeling it. Were you able to pull out of that jam? And those mm. are the people I respect where you're like, you never really see that guy sweat. Well, this goes back to our, you know? our discussion of pain and, and difficulty and the, the, the idea that if there wasn't one bullet in the chamber, there'd be no point yeah. to stand up. Going back to TJ, I saw him on yeah. a night where everyone was eating shit and he went up and turned it around. And those yeah. are always, I've said this many times, the best sets of my life right. are where everyone's eating everyone shit and then you went up and you found it. Yeah. And you found it by being quiet or you found it by being loud or you found right. it by just doing your right. act instead of like doing crowd work right. or more likely you found it by doing crowd work instead of doing your act. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're right. You should be judged by those nights yeah, and I'll try and think of that next time I'm eating shit and be. Yeah, like, I'm trying. I'm always like, stay calm. This is the this is what you got paid for. The worst night of the week, yeah. not the best night. Everyone did well the other night. Right, everyone went long. It's this is the one where you have to deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does Valerie come? Yeah, she'll come with me. Is and how many times has she seen you? Probably. She doesn't. Well, we t- we tour with my friend Brent Sullivan, and uh-huh. we're all dear friends. The uh-huh. three of us are very dear friends. So they'll hang out in the green room and they'll get okay. out. Like Brent's okay. great. She'll watch a lot yeah. because one of the things that you know, I, I I never want her to feel pressured to do it. But something that really melts my heart is that she'll watch and she'll yeah. write down. Oh, that's. I never nice. asked her to do it. That's nice, and I, it's very different that I wasn't like, "Would you mind?" Yeah, because that's used, really nice. Yeah, I used to want my openers to do that. And well, also the fact it. that you—it's a good relationship that you can have your your wife or your girlfriend there. I, I've 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 met comics. I'm sure you have where they're like. I don't like it when she watches me. Mm. That's a, I think that's it says something about the relationship where if you're uncomfortable performing yeah. for your I had a girlfriend that I performed in front of like that I was dating uh, before April that uh it made me nervous to perform from in front of her cuz I didn't feel like, like you could be yourself. Well, I felt like uh there might be a couple negative comments and critical like, about her from her. Oh. You know, like ah, I think you should do this joke this way and it was a little too like Hey, I, don't, a, I don't really like that joke. You know what? I don't really want to know that from part of our job as friends is to uh is to to lie to our friends a little bit. Yep. If we have to. I I don't need total honesty from people. Yeah, I think that's really I really think it's nuts how people are like, I want to be I want an unvarnished. No, actually I uh, lie to me if you know. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I don't need to know how I'm looking terrible. I think it's you know? interesting. The the male psyche I think is very fascinating. Simultaneously very uh confident. Yeah, and this isn't just for men. Yeah, but I'm going to talk about me as a man. Yeah, very, very confident. Then also very, very fragile. I think the testicles aren't a mistake on the man. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a great theory. Like it's a good yeah. metaphor for a yeah. man. It's like there he is, and a good-looking man like David. You yeah, know, the statue of David. Yeah, huge hands and strong and, yeah. and good posture. His back doesn't hurt right. yet, but he's got nuts. <laughs> And that's very that's very perfect. I think it's very funny that like the lies <laughs> great that we tell ourselves too. I just thought of it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you should write it down. All right, testicles. Seriously. I'll write it's down a, testicles. That's one the fun thing about podcasting is you come up with a bit. <laughs> it's a good theory. It is a good theory. Well, I also think sexually it's very interesting. I th- I sometimes feel like we're playing roles. Like the wait guy- a second, you have sex actually? <clears throat> I'm thinking of doing that. I think it's very funny that I've been in situations, this wasn't necessarily with Val, because uh, I can't remember who it was. It was just kind of like a, a vague memory of times when it wasn't Val, when I am being the aggressor and then the girl, you know, the in bed. Right. And I'm like, this is my show and I'm going to call the positions and you right. know what I mean? I'm the quarterback. Right. right. 
And uh, and then I've had girls be like, I'm the quarterback. Right. And then my my dick will be like, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Like, so what is that? That's like a very vulnerable, strong person. Yeah. Like a second ago, yeah. I was like, I'm a wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second a girl, and this isn't always the case, but if she's like, I have some ideas. I'm so fragile and so pathetic, <laughs> really, that I'm just like, no, I liked it when I was Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> so it's strong week. So the stand-up can get up on stage and be the alpha and entertain a room right. full of people. But then if you're like, I think I would have done this one differently, yeah. like, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. Strong, I know. strong week. I know. Well, we have, we definitely have different. How many, how many, how many women? I don't want to take it too dark a place, but how many women are serial killers, or how many women have started uh. the major wars? I'm just wondering, like, if men didn't exist, yeah. Don't you think women are a superior species? Oh, I love women uh, ten to one. I, I think they're superior. I, I just I, made them ten times ten, better yeah, than men. That's good. I called them a species. So, you know, look what I did. <laughs> no, they're just, uh, a, they're just. No, but but I do. I'm not just saying. This. I think you it's mean not, the, this is the this better is, of the of the species. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not saying this to try to get them on my side during a show. You know. Yeah. You know, to get the fellas, blood. take a break, ladies. You know what I'm talking about, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, but, but to really hate men properly, you have to be a man. It's ridiculous. Women, women can dabble in hating men, but I am a man, and I yeah. see my pettiness and my jealousy and my rage and all this shit and this weird vulnerability that I'm saying. So I take it from me. Yeah. Men are men are bad news bears a lot of the time. I, if you look at the amount of wars, I just don't think that that's possible that that, that all the war that we've gone through would have Absolutely ever not. happened. You know, this has come up on the podcast before. Uh, Bo Burnham, it comes to mind. He's such a great, he has such great ideas about Except for Nancy Grace, terrible person. Ooh, anyway. Ciao. <laughs> he was talking about, I, something maybe we were talking about was the idea that men, I, I am a, a big Freud guy, yeah. and I really think that men have uh, baby envy. I really do. I think everything we're doing, being like, I'm, I'm the president, and they, uh, give me a cigar, and shut yeah. up, Philip. <laughs> You're fucking fired. And even projects, and in, not to say that women can't do this, but the way that men really seem to be obsessed with, like, I drove my car real fast, and I punched a guy in the nose, and everyone was chanting, my name, yeah. is, is really a baby screaming, I can't make life. Yeah. If you really yeah. were looking for meaning, and if you can harbor, nurture uh, push out of your body, incubate, push out, feed with your body this thing, a baby. Again, not that all women need to have a baby, but even if you know that you can, I think right. there's something special about being like, yeah, I'm goddamn magical. Yeah. And then I think and so I'm is, comfortable within my own skin knowing that. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. And it might be deep, deep subconscious. I don't think women are walking around going, I can make right. life. No, I think you're right. I think though. it's deep in your subconscious. And guys go, I'm just a dick. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm yeah. a dick and nuts and they're <laughs> hairy and they're hanging down. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, but I made a Tesla. Yeah. I drive a Tesla. <laughs> ah! You know, beating your chest. It's because I think we're just like, well, we can either own that we're all fucking orangutans or yeah. we can try and deny it. But the men that I like tend to have more feminine qualities they, they tend to go yeah. more towards the communicating and the empathizing right. i agree I, I feel the same way you're right though that's a great point when you look at when i look at my wife we have two two little kids 
the amount of nurturing, the amount of uh, breastfeeding, the amount of I, I saw the births of these kids. Yeah. And, um, to be able to do that, I'm very envious of it. I yeah. really am. I really people are like I don't want to. I, I I've I would never want to give a baby. That'd be painful. Yeah, but you, you have you have you have pain, and then you have life. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. like you have this amazing reward for it. Yeah. I, I've never understood. You're the. I would love to do it. You're the portal of yeah. souls. <laughs> yeah, and this is what Bo said. It's like we have seed. <laughs> yeah. They We're have to take a they have to take Monsanto. a test to figure out if these kids are ours even. Yeah. Like the fact that they like <laughs> you, don't even, you know what I mean? Like we don't even have I'm telling you. I mean, man, I, I and you this know? is why we're pissing on everything. This is why Twitter followers, yeah, fan likes, yeah, it's all this pathetic. And like, not to say that I know women that are have more sure. masculine sure. energy, and and I think they're bullshit too. Yeah, but we're just talking about like that sort of insecurity. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's. I'm a little frustrated by it. You know, for sure. Um, we have a wall. Yeah, uh, at our house where people can draw on it, we put a a, a big. Uh, there's a chalk. There's a lot, we, we leave some chalk out, and people can do some graffiti. Yeah, and chalk graffiti. And uh, yeah, and people walk by and do it. And a lot of people draw dolphins or whatever, but invariably, <laughs> uh, you know, because it's in Manhattan Beach and it's a big mural, and invariably, at least once a day, someone will draw a giant penis. Yeah. Um. And, Have we really and, cut to beheading yeah, footage? Yeah. Have we changed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At all? Exactly. That's if what you I was go to say. Pompeii, <laughs> Dick Griffey. Yeah. Aren't we beyond that at this point? No. You know? Men are pathetic. And these pathetic. and these guys, these same guys, are like they think it's funny each time. Of it's course. the most unoriginal. There's another penis right over there. Ah. You know, like yeah. I don't know why you thought you. What are you bringing new to the table with this yeah. mural? At you just wrote a second penis uh, on the dolphin. Why? Why is it funny at this point? But it's still funny to these guys. And these guys think that that's why comedy is so hard because these guys think they're the a really funny people. Right. You know, it's funny. George, you should see him the other day. He wrote a penis on a mural. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Guy cracks. That guy cracks. He should be the comedian. Yep. No, actually, he shouldn't. He actually shouldn't. You know? <laughs> it takes more effort to not draw the penis. Yeah, yeah. Think of anything else. Not too many people drawing vaginas either. The imposingness of the dick, the way the dick insists upon itself. Yeah. I really do think there's something biological going on of the finesse and the elegance of a woman and having, you know, somewhat uh, more elegant parts, more internal, certainly, mm-hmm. less overt. Mm-hmm. You know, vaginas got their own things going on, but they're at least they're not. Yeah, <laughs> and it grows and points. Dicks are so embarrassing. It's not a well, not even just dicks, but the whole. When was the last time you looked in the mirror and were really happy with what you saw? Like how? Like were you, were you like, oh, I look good. This is I look good. Like when was the last time that happened? Well, Cash, I, I wish I could agree with you, but I tend to give myself love. When oh, I'm you do? Yeah. You do? It's an effort. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I never have enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. You know. I understand. You know. I don't enjoy it. I'll join you here. Here's how I'll join yeah. any photograph of myself. I go look at your fat face. It's like yeah. You have two okay. Faces. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But mirror. That's my time. Really? Yeah. No. Wow. That's great. Do you have like funhouse mirrors at your house, or is it? <laughs> that's a great roast joke. No, that's that's bathroom time. That's naked yeah. time. I'm usually anointing myself with some sort of oil, <laughs> and then I'll and then I'll, you gotta I, applying a oil or anointing yourself. I'll with anoint it. <laughs> and then apply. There's a yeah. ceremony. Yeah, there's a ceremony that takes. And then place. I blow a shofar. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But you know, the mirror. That's you time. That's when I go like looking good. I like winking at myself. I'll point at myself and wink. All that fun shit. I think the self love feels of, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's that's, fake. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sometimes it, that's real. why I love Halloween. I, I don't know. I, I, I think a lot it's of people caught on. Either. All of the you know people dressing up for different situations now. There's no reason why we shouldn't be dressing up every day. <laughs> like at a certain point, like it's fun to dress up as somebody different. And I'm not surprised at this cosplay stuff. I'm not. I'm not surprised it's now right. growing where right. people are being basically making Halloween year round. Year, year round. I want to be uh, freakazoid. So and so, and why can't I do that today? Yeah. Why do I got to wait for that one day of the year where everyone else is doing that? Right, right, right. I, I get it. I think I it's get fun. It. I've never dressed up really um, on an off day. Or on, even on, on Halloween. Halloween, yeah. You never dressed up on Halloween. No, not since I was a youth. It's the one day of the year that whatever physical weakness you have, you can make up for and, with a cape. You know, or the cape you know, forgives. I all. don't have much hair. I can wear a, you know, I can wear a, a giant wig, wig. You know, uh, if you, you know, if you say if you have tiny uh, breasts and you're insecure about it, you can have giant breasts that day, or or vice what versa. What if I have tiny breasts and I want to minimize yeah. <laughs> that I have tiny breasts? Can we get rid but of But you can do whatever you want on that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I hate it when people piss away that holiday by you know doing something uh, that they can't benefit from. Like, they'll be like a pickle or something. <laughs> I think he should... I, I like to be really virile on that day. What do you go for? Uh, just something really macho and virile. I like it. Something, yeah. I sometimes it might even have a name to it. It's just a combination of things that make me look better than I looked. <laughs> you know, long flowing hair. You're going as improved cat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What are you? I'm my ego. If everything was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but you're. I, I hope you don't mind me saying. I think you're one of those good looking Jason Jason Statham. Guys, oh well, guys thank you. Hair. Yeah, I don't feel super insecure. About, when did you about l- it. lose your hair? Uh, I, it was it was starting so long ago that it doesn't hurt my feelings when yeah. anyone mentions it. It's sort of like you know what I've lived with. Well, this I for wouldn't. Quite a while. Have, I don't feel yeah. sensitive. It's not yeah. like I don't uh, feel a sensitive bad about thing. it. Um, I get I get a little like bent out of shape when it's the uh, jokes about being smaller. I'm not very tall, uh-huh. and I've never thought that you know the actual size of someone's uh, legs <laughs> defines them that much. Like it doesn't really feel like a reasonable put down. You know what I mean? Like it's actually one ass- part of your body that happens to be shorter than someone else's. Yeah, part. yeah, yeah. That's really what we're. De- is that really what you're criticizing me for? Right. That, like one actual. But thing. people love it. It's it goes a weird back to thing. men. It goes back to men. It's a man thing. Look how tall I am! I can see the yeah. hawks. I really dislike the uh, the other parents. Huh? Uh, the other parents. The uh, you know we go to soccer games. We have kids. Oh, yeah, I thought you, you, meant know, you go to, the you go to De Niro a, movie. I, I don't like the other parents. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a group of people uh, that you know my 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 son's friends' dads, and I really know they they seem to think it's so obvious. They seem to think that because they're tall, <laughs> they're somehow superior to me. Oh, like my they you know they high five each other and they're, they're the manly men, and I'm like the little uh, dwarf over in the corner. Yeah, they're real like going. I I took Jews to the World Series. Exactly. I want to go. I was a better athlete than yeah. you. I played college baseball. Yeah. Uh, I I'm um you're you're more out of shape than I am. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm more successful than you are, but, but because you have <laughs> one part of your body is like si- seven inches longer than mine. Right. Uh, down, you know, on your leg area. Right. Somehow you feel you're superior to me. And, and it know, makes me feel violent. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes me feel violent towards the other men. And plus, I'm supposed to be friends with them? What do we have in common, me and these other parents? Like, did we, we all 
didn't wear a condom. I don't understand why we're all supposed to be friends. What did we? What did we do? What? Why are we supposed to be friends? We're all thrown together. That's the thought. And I have nothing to say to these people. Comedians yeah. are interesting. That's the other thing. Comedians are great conversationalists. They're yeah. very interesting people. And again, I don't know why we're ripping on each other. Let's rip on these guys with the long legs. You know, <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Like we, we're all good conversations. These guys are so boring. Every conversation yeah. has to do with the uh, the square footage of things. Yep. And uh, you know. Uh, what they're driving it's it's like you said it has to do with like their car right, or right, what they're, right, right. the conversations are incredibly this boring. actually brings us back to i don't know what to say to these people so i just not to interrupt but i told my buddy from high school i was like so what i've decided to do is i'll just i'm just gonna talk to the women and flirt with them uh in april and it doesn't care but like i'm just gonna talk to them because i can't you- handle the guys and my buddy from high school was like so really nothing's changed. That's your new strategy. That's basically what you've done for the last, you know, yeah. many years. Now go for the women. And not talk to them. Not, talk to them. Not for Ignore the sex the of it all. Not for the sex. No, not I've, for no, the sex. Look, except, not for the if sex. sex happens, it's great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like go go to the go to the women. Because they're yeah. not going Oh, I got a square footage Tesla. It's it's square boring. Footage. I don't know how to small talk with these people. We have nothing in common. I you know, that's a thought right from my own brain. I always I had this bit that I really liked about like why am I supposed to be friends with my girlfriend's parents this was pre-Val not that it matters the point still stands it's like why am I friends with the dad I fucked your daughter How, where are we going to go from yeah. there? Where could, what are we going to watch a movie? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hilarious that's a good I mean the, the thing I like though okay so you, you got the downside you've got the <laughs> You've Sorry, got, Cash. Okay. I'm tired today. That's okay. You're doing great. The 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 kids. We can <laughs> we can cut this part. We can cut. No, no, no. I just I yawned. like talking about the the kids thing because I think it, it's it feels like maybe you guys might go down this road a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no. I. I, I um, it's. I've never felt this way. If she were pregnant, I'd only be happy. Right. I've always been like, well, that's a conversation. <laughs> right. 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 Now she would be an amazing uh, uh, mom. Well, that's the thing. Uh, not yeah. to be too mushy, but. The thing that made uh, kids make sense, uh, not to put down my other girlfriends, but I was like, oh, a way to make more Valerie. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I I think it's a great. Get more of this. It's a great signal that you're in the right relationship when you're like, oh, I'd be happy if I heard that news. Yeah, that that says it all. I I really do think it says it all. Um, And that okay, go on. I mean, we I think we talked about this on maybe on the bus at the at the wedding. There was a (laughs) there was a party bus at one point. Uh, But I I think it's. I love my wife more than she loves me, and I think that's that's I think that's that's what you want. I think it's more fun to love than to be loved. Oh, great! You know that's very funny. And I think, you know, I, I think it feels. I think the act of loving feels a lot better than being loved, and, and that's why having kids is so great because you yeah. love them so much. You will do. I mean, you will like it's 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 stunning what happens to you, mm. and you will like. That's why people always love their kids no matter what they do. You have like a, I bet there's a serial killer's dad out there mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, you know, he, he killed some people, but, you know, he makes a great banana nut bread. You know, <laughs> like there's some silver lining he'll find because you can't stop. You just can't. And, I then, don't know why. and then that feels really fun to love something. It's so fun to be out there watching them and hanging out with it them. It also seems like it keeps the water pure. Like you're, you move forward. You, you have something outside of you to care about instead of just, this. That makes it great, and also look, it's one of life's great experiences. And I, I've always thought you try to have, you try to have all the uh, you know the experiences you can in life that are there to be had that aren't harmful in any way. 
uh, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and not everything. Some people are like, you know, uh, if you want to do this, just try it. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Go for it. Right, right, right. You know, they, these talk shows where someone will come on and be like, I'm kind of curious about having sex with my uh, uh, stepdad or whatever. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it's legal. Go for it. You know, there's all yeah, this kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah, actually, there are repercussions. <laughs> I'm very curious about uh, heroin. I've never tried it. I don't think that it probably has a good upside. There's no right. heroin success stories. Right, right, right. You know? Really you know, help me get so my like, yeah, yeah, Bob really turned his life around. You yeah. Know? He's you. made some friends. Yeah. Uh, heroin was great for him. So you don't have to try everything. Right. But I think this is a good one to try. I think yeah. you'd like it. And you, you found the right woman for it. Oh, yeah, well, she's great. She's probably listening to this. Hello, yeah. Valerie. Yeah. But w- yeah, do you, do you release it right as we do it? I no, I'm actually stockpiling a little bit. Oh, right, Sometimes yeah. I'll mail her an episode early. Yeah. You're banking pods. That's what, that's what we have to do pods. sometimes. Yeah, you got to bank pilot. them. Got to bank them. Yeah, doing one tomorrow. Bank. I don't normally like doing them days in a row. Oh, yeah. But we're doing it. So yeah. you got the kids. You know, uh, one of the things, you, you've talked about this on your podcast. Yeah. Is, and we'll edit it out if you didn't. Yeah. Didn't your, isn't your wife kind of groovy in the sense that she's like, if you have sex on the road, I don't care. And then you're like, but I'm not going to do that because I love you so much. Yeah, we've never, I've never cheated on her. Um, I, Is that something you talk about? Yeah, we, we've talked about it on the, I've said a few things. When I, I've had about 150 hours of conversation with TJ, so I'm yeah! sure, I, so I'm sure I've repeated myself on no, certain I, things. No, I wanted to, in but, fact, uh, I was going to yeah. say, please tell any story Yeah, and make because, any point. you know, I, people don't remember what happened. In my, and you know what, if, I apologize you if you've heard any of this before, but... Um, here's what it is, and this is how I said it on the on on my show. But uh, Cal Ripken cashing in, yeah, with yeah cashing with J. J. Miller. Miller, and that show is, by the way, if you you know if you want to listen to it, it's uh, I have my own talk show. I don't and, like uh, the I don't like the graphic. Isn't that yeah. weird that I'm saying that? Yeah. You know why? Why doesn't capture your kindness? Oh, you yeah. look like you're a very kind guy, well, very thoughtful yeah, guy. Yeah, and before I knew you, I looked at that thing. And I had like friend jealousy. Yeah. Where I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, when your friend is friends yeah. with someone you yeah. don't know? Yeah. Like, who's this outsider? <laughs> Again, the man thing. I don't think women Fucking have that as much. Stupid idiots. Yeah. Now that you he doesn't that, drive like, a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd I get the Tesla if I'm not going to be the coolest friend? Yeah. But your photo makes you look rambunctious, or your, your the drawing makes you look like mm-hmm. you might prank me or something. Oh, well, we're going to have to, yeah. You don't have, have to change, change it. it. You don't. That's just me. The show is really, you know, and we, I'd love to have on the show. It's, I'd love to uh, do well, it. What, well, you well, can't. Well, what it is is, you know, the show is, um, it's called Cashing with T.J. Miller, and it's um, apparently over the last three years, I've just been unable to get any other guests, and so he's, <laughs> uh, you know, they keep canceling, so T.J.'s <laughs> kind enough to fill in. But, you know, when we miss a show, uh, uh, miss a week, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. It's, it's called Cash Withdrawal for people with withdrawal symptoms, <laughs> uh, where I uh, give therapy to those that, that need, uh, oh, that's you know, they, fun. they need to be carried over for a week. In fact, that's, I think, going to be on, on Nerdist also. So I'd love to have you do that. That's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, the format might be, you know, you'll just a, release it. You should on the weeks it. where we can't do the, uh, the cashing with TJ. But it would still be, if you're subscribed to cashing in, you're still going to get it. Well, you'll still, it'll still be in the same, uh, queue or whatever it's called. I would recommend. I don't know much about Pocket, but just release it for those subscribers. Don't go for new uh, subscribers. Well, but then don't we? Doesn't that? Doesn't the brand get you know watered down? Yeah, like I don't think the whole so. idea of the other show is that there's no other. I don't know why I, I, I'm interested in your graphic, and now I'm giving you advice. <laughs> I just think what I would do is I would be like slowly. You know, take the be like sometimes TJ isn't here and I do this right. and don't even call it anything else. Mm. And then slowly 
because TJ is going to keep getting bigger and bigger, and then he'll just live in Nova Scotia. You know what I mean? And you're just like, what happened to TJ? He's like, oh, he shaved his head, painted his face red, and now he lives in Nova Scotia. And you'll just be like, well. Do you think that might happen with him? Luckily, no. Who knows? You're like, luckily, I slowly took over my own podcast to make it just my thing. Well, these are are, uh, things to consider. But um, I'll tell you this. Um, So anyway, we had this conversation on the show, and... uh, um, the bottom line is Cal Ripken. Yeah, Cal Ripken. Uh, you know, he went what fifteen years without missing a game. Yeah, and I've gone like thirteen years without uh, ever cheating on my my wife. Yeah, even and uh, you- not even kissing another girl. And uh, and that makes me the Cal Ripken of comedy because not many comedians have ever done that. I don't think you don't think I don't think so. Not the ones I've met. I think they're not super loyal. You're Brian Regan's. They're, okay, Having he's, a, he's a great, he's yeah, an exception. Yeah. Um, but I understand what you're saying. There's yeah. some scumbags out there, or you know, not to judge. I'm just saying, you know, doing kind yeah. of scummy things. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's because of my dad. I don't think my dad would have ever cheated on my mom. And uh, always... I just want to live up to the standards he set. And I'll be honest, the whole thing makes me really uh, bitter towards my dad. You know, uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, if he had just slipped up a couple times, I could be a regular guy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but you don't want to uh, do it because you are you're like in and you and you're like, you know, I don't want to do it for a bunch of reasons. I, I just think lying to a friend is uh, uh, not the way to go. You mean lying to your wife? Yeah. But what if yeah. you told her about? It? And by the way. I'm kind of in that place, too, where Val and I will talk about these sorts of things. But at the end of the day, Dr. Gary Penn, whose book is available now, he was like, love is so rare, right? What are you doing to protect it? Like, if you have it, mm-hmm. what kind of, like, fence yeah. will you put around yeah. it? And That's I like to exactly say what it is, that yeah. Valerie and I are mentally uh, open, meaning yeah. I go around feeling like I could have sex with anybody. Sure. So it's, it's a mental state. Yeah. And I don't. Right. It's 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 like when you're dieting and you say I can't have carbs, as opposed to I can have carbs, but I don't have carbs right, because right. I don't like the way they make me feel. Yeah. Very very different. And then you know you're like I I was just talking. I was joking with her the other day. I was like, come on, you're in Spain and it starts raining and you fall down on the grass with this beautiful yeah. Spanish guy. I'm not going to be upset. It's not a deal breaker for me. You know what I mean? I know she feels the same way for me, but. At the end of the day, I like it as a as an abstraction more than a practice. So you don't think that'd be a deal breaker? If if Val was mm-hmm. in Spain and yeah. had a bottle of their beautiful house red with one of her girlfriends, and then the guitarist, because he was playing beautiful classical guitar, was like, <laughs> Hello, my name is Don Julio, and I really, really like your body. And then they just kind of like, in the whim of the moment, had this amazing night. I'm not even there. Right. I'm in America. Right, right. And then she comes home and she's like, you're, this is crazy. I, I don't feel uh, great telling you this or whatever. I don't know right. if I should couch it. But there was a time when we were dating, right? And we were long distance dating. Yeah. So I would see other people. And so would she. Yeah. And then I remember, though, that I had sex with somebody and it was unprotected sex. So I had to tell. It was a really funny situation. <laughs> and I, I do not advocate non- yeah. non-protected sex. Right. It was a mistake. Right. And it was, a, it was literally a slip. It wasn't a slip up. It was a slip in. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this unprotected sex, and then I knew Val was coming to visit in about 10 days or something. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to get an STD test. Now, this is where my friends would be like, some of them don't show up right away. Thank you, Joe DeRosa, in my mind. <laughs> but I went and got tested, and then I kept waiting for the results. Yeah. So I was on the clock. I kept calling the hospital and being like, are the results right, in? Because right. Val is coming tomorrow. Right. 
And uh, and I wanted to know if if I was in some sort of danger of giving right. her something. Sure, sure. And uh, even around a condom, you know what I mean? Like you get some, sure. who knows? So yeah. uh, I was waiting. And then I, eventually I had to be like, hey, just so you know, I, I had sex. I had unprotected sex with this person. And it was the most gorgeous display of unconditional love I've ever seen in my life. Because I can, I really pride myself on being able to tell people if they're bullshitting If they're me. bullshitting, yeah. And she just didn't. She, it was like, it was like I would tell you. Yeah. I'm very interested in the idea that yeah. there are things that I would tell you as my friend that I wouldn't tell my partner. Right. I think there's a discrepancy there. No, and I, there's things yeah. that I will love in myself. I love myself. I, I had sex with this person unprotected and I love me. I still love me and I forgive me. And then I want my partner to also give me that good shit. Yeah. Give me that non yeah, unconditional that's a, shit. That's a, it's hard to find, but she knocked it out of the park and I was like, holy that's, shit. That, that does say a lot because uh, it's true. You want to be able to be honest and not be afraid. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just, make any sense. Like, yeah. like, like this idea that uh, I'm not supposed to be attracted to other girls. Uh, my wife and I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, like she'll say, were there any good-looking girls, uh, you know, at that party or whatever? I'll say there was one that was, uh, you know, quite attractive. And it's yeah. not like I'm not – I don't have to act like I've actually – I've not neutered. A, it's so weird, the idea that you would no longer be attracted to someone else. That's completely – and guys have to do that. Uh, there are guys I know. I have friends oh, that – Oh, I know. Me too. I have friends that talk that way. Uh, another – a friend of mine says, like, I can't go on that trip. I have to uh, – I don't, you know, I went golfing with my friends this year. I, I don't have my get out of jail card for another trip this year. That's not a good. That's, that, not, that's good. not a good scenario. No. It's not. It's not good to have to. Um, some people, though, I think they want the mom wife. They want. Okay. Yeah. They don't think they deserve and it. Some people think maybe they need that. I think it's more they don't think they deserve it. I see people in relationships with people that harness them in. Strip joy of them. Yeah. And again, going back to Freud, I'm just like, tell me about your mother. Yeah. Tell me about your mother. Yeah. Was she that way? Mm-hmm. Is that what you think you need? Do you need to be out with hot fudge on your face, running around like an idiot? And do you need someone to come on the porch and go, Timmy, <laughs> get in here? <laughs> because it's not your fault. That's so deep in your psyche yeah. that you married that thing. Yeah. You, because that's what you're used there to. There was some what definite validity to uh, this, this Freud fella. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. I feel like he gets shit on too much. I, I do too. I think, I think we, but I think it'll it'll swing back I as think it does. It always swings back does. and forth, but he's not forgotten. It's, yeah. There's some real validity to it. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm interested in something. In fact, I was talking to one of my college buddies in Denver about this. Um, Denver! D- d- during the wedding. It was... Um, yeah! Yeah! Uh, there's a, there's a phrase in, in, in baseball, or a, a new stat. It's not that new, but if you're not that familiar with it, you're probably familiar with batting average or whatever else. Yep. Um, it's called wins above replacement, where if you were to put a regular player uh, on the team. That's a like, great just, name just bring for him a up, stat, by the way. War, yeah. So, like, what's his war? Ooh. It means how many wins do you get by having him on your team at that position, say a shortstop, versus a shortstop that you just bring up from the minor leagues? Like how many more wins are you going to get? Because oh. really that should be the barometer, right? And we were thinking about applying that to friendship. There should be something called wharf, like wins above replacement friends. Because often your friends or your lover, they actually are negative war. They're, they, they bring you down. They're yeah. actually worse than if you just went out on a first date with somebody. <laughs> Right, you actually are. You're <laughs> suffering. 
right? You're suffering by you having these friendships. You could bring in a rookie. Yeah, you could bring in a rookie on the first day and you they would be even, right? You could go to a bar right? and meet a stranger. Right. Like, I have some friends that are old friends that are really bumming me out as people. They, they, I feel sad after I talk to them. I feel sad while I'm talking to them. There's, <laughs> uh, But we're locked in because of this relationship that's happened for 30 years. And they're negative war. I could find someone at a bar and go, hey, let's go to a ball game. And I'd enjoy it just more. Yeah. yeah. More than this person yeah. I've known for 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Now, what do you do with those friends? That's the question. And Buddy, you're a pretty profound guy. And you definitely, no. if they're a girlfriend or in a relationship, you, you have to cut bait. I know that for sure. Yeah. You can't have a negative war uh, in a relationship. Yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have a, a blind date and, and enjoy it just as much as someone you've known for 20 years. That's not healthy, <laughs> right? But what do, you do about, yeah, so what do you do about the friends that are negative war? Buddy, I talk about this constantly. Here's a phrase I, what to do. I say in therapy almost every week. Why do people have to be friends for life? Yeah. Because I have friends It'd that come in years. and then they stop. The friendship stops serving sometimes both of us. I know. It's not just me going like, get over it. I'm friends with Puff Daddy now. Yeah, right. It's not that. It's <laughs> just like, I think we bum each other out. Yeah. So why does it have to be... So like persona non grata and we have to be at parties and be like, right. hey, I miss you. And right. we have to have like get togethers and forced uh. lunches or shit. It's like, why can't it just be like things don't – it's not that they end. It's that they ran their course. It's, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. What in this world lasts forever? But because I, I was tight with somebody for a year, yeah. now we have to be tight for the rest of our lives. If I knew that was the deal, I would have been like, maybe I can't have friends. Yeah. It's too much I know, of a commitment. Because really, it really bums me out. I have yeah. some friends like that, and yeah. it's just an obligation. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Here's one it's of the like reasons. Plants you have to water. Well, here's here's one of the reasons. I don't why. like plants. One thing is you have to feed the relationships. Yeah. Um, it will become negative war if you don't have a few experience. I think experiences are the main thing that fuel. You have to have new memories. You cannot be like, remember in college when we did such yeah. and such? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. No, you have to have something to laugh about that's happened in the last year or two. <laughs> like it has to be, you have to keep feeding the relate. That's, and that's what planting is, not just talking on the phone or having lunch. You got to actually have an adventure. Yeah. And I've told a couple of my oldest friends that I've been like, dude, we haven't had an adventure in like five years. We have nothing to laugh about that's happening now. Yeah. Um, instead of just catching each other up, we got we to do things. We have to feed this thing. That's great. So that's one thing. But the other thing I was reading is since we're no longer in villages, um, you know, in villages, you would have friends for life. Right. And so we're so ingrained into being used to that that we're living like five lives now because we're moving different places. And we think, oh, well, I'll keep in touch. But we can't have those experiences still. Mm. And when we were in villages, you know, you'd never say goodbye to anybody until they died. And those friendships were, were – we, we, we're doing that like three or four times. Yeah. So that's what's making it really hard. And we're hard. living longer and it, it, it is hard. Yeah. I get very overwhelmed. Just yesterday, I uh, I got a text from two friends at the same time. <laughs> this sounds like a high class problem. Mm-hmm. They're probably lonely people out yeah. there, I guess. Uh, and I'm lonely too a lot of the time. But I'll get it. No, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was going to qualify that. I also get lonely. I got a text from two of my more dog-like friends, okay. meaning anxiety-less. Okay. They're just like, you want to go try that uh, new uh, new uh, hop, hopscotch joint? Right, right. You do a uh, hopscotch and then they give you a scotch? <laughs> I got a group on. Yeah. Two of those friends. And I turned my phone off and had a drink. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> I can't handle this shit. Yeah. So friends really can uh, be a source of stress for me. Well- 
And here's another thing. This is another reason why you stay with Valerie. Maybe you have kids because they disappear. They start to, they disappear. <laughs> the They're not. Yeah, they, they, um, they, be, they have. It's a, it's an arms race. They they have their own kids and they have their own thing that happens and they all drift. These people that are single for life, um, and I was perfectly satisfied with that. And I think you can be perfectly happy with you know it's, everything ends up being a wash in some respects. But yeah. but your friends, you have to keep replacing because they keep disappearing. Interesting. Yeah. You know, this is what DGP always says when I talk about friends and how they change. Wait, and how DGP? Dr. Gary Penn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Who's B is a of A now. Okay. Um, he, he always says the thing about corporations. They, they always fire their bottom 10%, which is a very cruel practice. But he's like, you got to keep renewing. The, you got to keep the, the, the industry alive. Wow. And I told that to somebody recently, and they knew what CEO did that, and they were like, yeah, he was like a cold bastard, and like people really admired him as a business person, but also were like, what a sociopath. But then there's something about it that you're just kind of like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just in the bottom 10. Yeah. yeah. You got to go. You all, that's, that's, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. I don't have time. That was the thing my friend was getting on me. He's going, he's, he was getting on me because he was like, I don't see you anymore. You're not returning my calls very often. You're not, you know, you're not, you, you, this whole kids thing, it's not a good enough excuse. That's what he was like. It's not, it's not an excuse. You can't just like fall back on you have kids now. And I'm like, no, here's the problem. And I didn't say this to him. It would be too cruel, but here's the problem. <laughs> I have only an amount of, I have a finite amount of energy towards friendship and relationships. We all do. And I had, say, eight friends before this started, and you were in the bottom two. Now, I've just added two friends it sounds like to a the word. world. It's like a word problem. You know, I've just added oh, two friends. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, they take eight times more than a normal friend. Where's that time going to come from? It's going to come from your end. Yeah. I mean, I have no choice. It's got to come from somewhere. It's right, not right, going right. to come from work. It's not going to come from my marriage. And it's certainly not going to come from these new human beings I've got to take care of. It's gonna, you're going to lose the bottom half of your friends when yeah. you have kids. Yeah, There's yeah, no way yeah. around it, and everyone's upset about it. But like, oh, he's a jerk. He, he's using his kids as an excuse. But you're kind of like, I only have so much time left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so. actually does sound kind of nice. We always joke about how like great excuses, like if you get like shot in the leg, and you're like, oh no, now I can't go to Phil's apartment. <laughs> I kept saying Phil today, but you know what I mean, like. When you have kids, you kind of do have a pretty legit excuse. It is legit. It doesn't sound legit to someone that doesn't have kids sometimes. Right, right, and that's right. the problem. Right. Like, he's just using his family. How are you? I got to do the family thing Boop. the whole time. Speaking of excuses, these contractors just use the most terrible. We had a, a guy working on our house, and he used the same excuse three times in the same week. Oh, my God. said he had a, a tire. His, uh, he had a flat tire. Three times in the same week. And I was like, well, wait a second. You, first of all, have the courtesy to switch your excuse up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use the same one you three times. You can't have a grandma die. What's going on? You know? And then the next one's the funeral. You get <laughs> right. two, That one's two. Right, yeah. Um, but also, you have to, if you're working on our house, we have to believe you have the skill level to fix a flat tire. <laughs> you know? And, and also, are you living near a nail factory or something? Because I don't understand why this has happened three times. Are you playing a, yeah. driving down the same highway from Spy Hunter? <laughs> little Spy Hunter reference. <laughs> How are you at uh, keeping your... Well, do you feel... It sounds like you do. What? Keep uh, your wife kind of number one. As a big Freud guy, I'm very interested in the way that the parents set up boundaries around themselves and say, we love you, of course, both of us would happily die for you, 
but this thing that I have with your mom or this thing I have with your dad is a separate thing. Yeah, I mean, I uh, that's what's been a bummer. My wife has not been able to do that. Oh, really? It, well, there's no way. She just, you know, she loves the kids so much, but she's not been able to f- successfully. We've talked How about old it. Are so I'm not talking out of school here. We've been like, hey, I'm like... I did come first. We've got a. I'm the third priority, you know, in my own house, which is which I expected. Uh, fourth, if there's chocolate around, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it's living. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's. I didn't not, mean to ask a loaded question. I just assumed you. Seemed I've talked so to her balanced. about it. I've talked to her about it. I've been like, look, we have to carve out time uh, for for just us, and that's why that wedding was so important. We we had gone, uh, you know, teacher's wedding. We had gone. Um, I don't know, like three years without having two nights in a row together. Mm. We had been able to carve out maybe one night, Bless but it was like old times. It was a lot of fun. We yeah. were laughing that whole trip. Yeah, and, no, uh, you guys are great. It together. was so much fun, and that's. But you do have to carve out that time. It's easier for me, you know. One of them's still breastfeeding, and you know, yeah. it's it's 14. you know, uh, you know, he's he's twelve, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> all my jokes and end with a twelve year. It's always twelve. Uh, I don't. Do you have a, a number? Age. Do you have a number you always use? I have a for name. Everything? What's that? Phil. Phil. <laughs> I mean, it's Bob. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, that's weird. Six, I think six different, six different jokes had Phil in it. Like, you're uh, like, and you don't bother to change it, but I think that's part of your... I'm the you contractor know. of jokes. Like, yeah. I always go to Phil. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, I, I I honestly just assumed, because you guys were so great, that that We was... had a lot of fun on that trip, but you do, you have to really work hard towards that, you know, towards having enough time. And uh, You yeah. know what's funny about this podcast, and you do a podcast, yeah. although yours isn't guest-based... This podcast really is edifying or, you know, uh, good for me in the sense that I get to see people and it, it, it's not necessary that we see each other again. I don't mean I, w- right. I was just going to be like, oh, right. Cash, we, we love your wife, right. Val loves yeah. you, and we should hang out. And we totally can, and I'd like yeah. that. But then there's something also about this kind of magical life where these people just kind of rotate in and you get to have these nice, longer conversations right. than most of your friends have probably had, like those adventure right. friends. Right. Right. It's kind of nice. Well, it, it is nice, and that's what I said at the very start of the other you know, the podcast that I do. I was like, it's just going to be a win regardless of what happens, because if I can have a good conversation with a friend yeah. uh, once every week or two, right. there's no downside to that. Right, right, I'd right, li- right. I like hanging out with this person. And it's it's just, it doesn't excuse. make any sense. Someone wants to listen in, that's great, but if yeah. they don't, I had this great conversation. So what was there to lose? Right, right, right. Um, but in terms of the kids and having enough time, someone asked, they were like, how are you? You're one of the few comics that's able to like, most comics don't have a family with two kids and also they're on the road still and doing both. I mean, how are you able to pull that off? It's so great. And I was like, the key is that I'm about half as good as at each job as I should be. You know, <laughs> It's like I'm, I'm, maybe I'm giving comedy half of my... Uh, as much as I'd like to, and because there's not enough time in the world to do everything we want to do, there's not. It's you, and, I'm, and the other half, I'm probably half the father I'd love to be. I mean, it's there's no way to win. You can't do it all. You can't unless you know this. I have it all. No, you don't. These people, these these, you know, maybe very successful actresses. It's like no, but someone else raised your kids. You don't actually have it all. Right, right, right. right. You, you you hired a na- you barely know your children. Your so nannies you, have nannies. You know, it's every single time I'm working now. I'm like I should be with the kids. Every time I'm working. Uh, and I'm with the kids. I'm like, you should probably be working harder. So it's 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 tough, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. That was that took away all my enthusiasm to have children. <laughs> no, it's, you it's, you filled me up with like. You wouldn't go take have it back. Kids. It's the only thing. No one would take it back. Nobody. Sixty percent or fifty percent of the world, and you know, you say fifty percent of all marriages fail. Yeah, but you figure. 
70 percent are unhappy i guess mm-hmm. you know there's probably 20 percent that stay together that still aren't happy yeah so it only works 30 percent of the time you can't find anybody to say they would not have their kids again and it's and someone will be like oh it's because they feel guilty saying that no you wouldn't you can't find anybody yeah it's a slam dunk i'm trying to think of somebody like from i can't a, think from of anyone movie. since like i just wish i had just aborted that kid <laughs> And no one says it. I don't think. Have you heard anyone say that? Oh, they'd, they'd look like a bad person if they said that. Well, we all know people that aren't worried about looking like a bad person. Right. We would have heard it at least once. Nobody says they regret it. There's gotta I be can't an think of anyone. There's movie. nothing else like that. Yeah. Even, you know, I wish I hadn't eaten that burrito or right. I wish I hadn't, uh, you know, gone on that trip or been like, in this I'm relationship. I'm thinking of like the movie Knocked Up and stuff. Yeah, at the end, they they're are, like, the we're end, so like, glad. Yeah, yeah. And that is a thing. And the marriage, even the failed marriage, like one good thing came out of it. The yeah, kids, yeah, they always yeah. say the same stuff. They always say the same thing. You think everyone's lying? Like everyone had a meeting and everyone was just like, no, it ends up being a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It's just exhausting. That's all. Well, we always. <laughs> what's, the, what's the meaning of life, Cash? What's is going that, on? That how... Yeah, that's how we always end. Oh, wow. We, uh, you know, I'm just looking for. That's a big one. Yeah. What is Let this? Let me check my cheat sheet here. You brought a cheat sheet. <laughs> I brought some of my uh, things I, I thought we could talk about, just in case. Oh, you know, I like that. If I had known, yeah, I would have dipped I'm, in. I come really prepared. Now, now. Uh, now. You know, these are, these are, you know, I have little just notations here. You know, like I think we're celebrating Christmas a little too early each year. Things like that. Uh, you know? Okay. I mean, I, I've seen a few I'm, ornaments I'm, already. That's I'm, all I'm saying. Uh, a little early. Uh, you mean now? Yeah, a little early. September? Yeah, yeah. People are going earlier and earlier. It's got Hallmark be, it's, Channel. Hallmark Channel is already starting to crank it up. Post yeah. Post Halloween is when it's allowed. Um, this is Satan's time. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Do you think? Do you, <laughs> do you believe in? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe there's a heaven? Uh, n- not in the literal sense. No, I think heaven is a metaphor. Okay. Do you? I don't really believe there's a heaven, but I, I just keep thinking that if there is one, there should be different tiers. Oh, of course. Uh, My I, heaven I wouldn't be your heaven. I, well, no, I, tiers, like some people deserve more of a oh, heaven than others. Like, I, I think see. it's nuts the people that barely get in yeah. get the same heaven as like Gandhi or somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be a VIP section in heaven. That's yeah, that was better Wi Fi. It was on the cheat sheet. Password right Hosanna. <laughs> Password Phil. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, Bob, he's 12. He's 12. You have uh, children, and you have to tell them, or you don't have to tell them anything, but what do you think you're going to tell your kids about the meaning of life? What is reality? Why are we here? What happens when we die? What do you uh, think? This is a tough one. Um, you can also say, I don't know, and I'm not, it's not something you think about. That's a totally financial. Yeah, I, I did, I'm not someone that thinks there's a lot of meaning to it. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's pretty random. I do think there's another there's other planets with other people on them. I don't think our little experience is like really that important. Mm. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't feel this way. I'd love to believe some of this other stuff, but to yeah. me, it seems like a, a random chaotic thing that happens. Well, what could be um, more important than that random chaos? And it's pretty structuring meaning and, and yeah, evolving and changing. It's, it's pretty cool that we got to be involved. With, we got real lucky to even be involved with it. I try to remember that because it's. I think we got real lucky to be involved with it at all. Mm. I mean, you think of all the different things that had to happen for us to be here right now. Billions and billions and billions of factors had to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool to be experiencing it. But I don't know if there's meaning to it. I think our the reason we want meaning is because we don't understand death. And so we want to 
you know, feel like it's important, like it meant something, but I, I do you feel differently? Listen to any other episode to... if you want to know. How I, <laughs> I don't want to sidetrack this. This is beautiful and very dark. <laughs> no, not dark, stark. Um, but but, I don't... but it, that doesn't mean that we can't in our time here, because I don't know if there is any real meaning beyond this life. Mm. Mm. Um, this Again, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Whoever's out there listening and thinks, that guy's full of it on this one, mm. great. Yeah, it's no, not, I'm, it's I'm, not a real positive way to look at it on some levels. I'm, but... When we're here, um, it does give it a real... You were saying that the bad things sometimes make the good things more pronounced. Yeah. Mortality, I think, makes it that way. If we had well, no... that's the bullet in the chamber of life. Right. If we had no uh, mortality, we might get pretty comfortable. You know, it might be like, you know, uh, if we thought we'd live forever, be like, yeah, I'll just stick with this shitty job for another hundred years, see yeah. what happens. You yeah, know, we yeah. could get real casual about things and yeah. not really seize it. The fact that it's so finite makes us really go after it. But uh, to some extent, I think we go after it too much. Go after we, what? Meaning? Life. Life. Not meaning. Life. We go after wanting it all and wanting everything. I mean, I, I've had this argument with TJ. He's like, you wouldn't want to live forever. It would get boring. Yeah, but there's so many lives I wish I had lived. That's what's so frustrating. TJ about. thinks you wouldn't want to live forever? Yeah, he's like, no one would. He's like, it'd be boring. It would get to be, and that's what gives it meaning. And I think I've, I just repeated that earlier, and I'm going to go back on it. I still wish I could live forever. I'll tell you why. I just wish we could have, like, I wish I could have lived different lives. So why not just... Because you don't have time. It takes, how long is it going to take to be a great concert pianist? Well, why not? It's going to take... You don't have time to do everything you want to do. be a Hindu. But you don't have time to do everything. Well, I would like that to be true. I'm yeah. just saying, like, if that's not true... Um, you what know, a bummer. It, it's a bummer. You couldn't. You had to take different paths, and a lot of them would have been really fun. And I'm always frustrated by that. Yeah, I've always said I think uh, once you can't be a rock star or a professional athlete, your life is just a series of compromises. <laughs> like you, you know, you can't you can't really look someone in the eye. You work at the toll booth, and you can't say, "Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a rock star. I like doing this better." And most of it, even a comedian, we can't crowd surf. We don't. Yeah. No one would catch us. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like we don't. Th- those are the lives we already. We already. You know, these are all compromises. You know, I like. I love being a comedian. I think it's a top. Uh, per, you know, top ten percent thing to do. But yeah. there's a lot of things. If I had more time, I wish I had played guitar. Really bums me out. That's my biggest regret. That you didn't play guitar. You could say there's still time. Yeah, but I've got a lot of other things going on too. You can't start you, with E minor, man. It's two fingers. Yeah. Do you play guitar? Yeah. So you've done it. You've, yeah. There's a guitar. You, there's right still there. a chance could you could be a rock guitar. star. <laughs> you could parlay your success as a comedian, I, as, a, well, as an I'd, entertainer, into I'd a rock star. I'd much rather be a comedian than a rock really? star. Really? Oh, God. Why? Playing Free Fallen every night? Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no one's making you play Free Fallen every night, unless you're Tom Petty. <laughs> if, you're not, if Tom Petty doesn't play Free Fallen, people are like, that was good. Riot. I'm not going next time. He doesn't play Free Fallen. No, I'm sure. That's be, a good point. I I'm never even sure. Heard, yeah, I never heard the, the don't be a rock star argument. This is good. There's nothing better than comedian. It's a good job. It's a good job. Leave, That's again another leave jo- job is yeah, great, it's, but it's, it's a, a good life. life. It's a good life. No, I agree with you. That's another reason I, I hate to keep going back to this. Why I don't understand everyone being so bitter towards each other. Yeah. On your worst day as a comedian, you, you still get to have this. Or not your worst day, but some random show in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, you know, at a comedy club, you got to experience something that most people don't get to experience their whole life. It's uh, you, you have this amazing connection with human beings. Yeah. And, and that, when I got into this, my only goal was just like. 
maybe I didn't, you know, I wasn't, opti- um, uh, I wasn't aggressive, not aggressive, what's the word, not optimistic, uh, ambitious enough. Yeah. But I just wanted to get some attention once a night, <laughs> you know, like to get paid to actually have to talk and have people listen. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. The fact that we can have this kind of conversation and anyone's going to listen to us is yeah. really awesome. No, and well, that's a great life. I, I agree. I think creating things and I think expressing your truth is, is very, very important. And if you can do a job that is creative and expressing your truth at the same time, imagine it, uh, I don't have a show tonight, but if I did, and on the way to the show, I saw a homeless guy uh, pick up a pigeon and take a bite out of it, and uh, just something weird. Yeah. I could go on stage yeah. and talk about a, a homeless guy biting a pigeon. Right. It reminds me of Hannibal's kick a pigeon bit. <laughs> I could talk about that guy eating a pigeon for 45 minutes, and I'd still get a check as long as it was entertaining yeah. and funny. Yeah. Even if it wasn't entertaining and funny. And you could swear about it. And I could swear. Could swear. That's the thing. There's no burden to be a, a politician or a pastor or even a philosopher. You can go up and be meaningless if you'd like. It's pretty awesome. It's, it is. I, but it does you know, it for me. Um, you could... Play free fall, free falling, free falling, uh, and then uh, you know, in between songs, you could talk about the pigeon story, and people would be like, "Oh, he's he's not a, he's not yeah. just a great uh, he's not just a great performer and musician. He Mus- also told a great story." I I know what you're saying because I've but seen music, I've seen I've seen people do that kind of thing. I'm with TJ on some yeah. of our thoughts on yeah. music. Okay, and I'm like, it doesn't seem as fun. Josiah Elton John play to bang out Benny and the Jets, right? It doesn't seem as fun to me as going up and having the premium be on new stuff. Mm. What are you thinking today? Mm, yeah. And then yeah. not checking in with yeah. the audience every three, four, five minutes yeah. after I've played a song I wrote in 1976 and, have, and then ha- hear them go, woo, woo. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face, woo. I want ha ha. <laughs> I want he he. And I want a- applause. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Woo is a noise we invented because we're like, we know you want something. Yeah. Is it woo? Yeah. Get, it's not involuntary. <laughs> I remember as a child realizing that woos weren't involuntary. Yeah. It was just people going like, I think you were supposed to do something. Woo. Get, get out of my <laughs> and face. And then the lighters. You, the lighters, that's not as good as laughter. And you then just worry, the, there's the, a fire. The, the fatigue, possible fire. Look. The fatigue, oh, yeah. the fatigue of having to play the instrument. Uh, uh, again. Your fingers getting older. Uh, the the strain of the of the guitar strings digging into your calluses and all that uh, shit. And I know, yeah, but I know TJ loves the live music experience. But don't you think it's directly proportionate to how close you are to the stage? TJ doesn't love the. Live yeah, I know, doesn't love it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, if I had been really close, I probably would have thought it's, it was. It's amazing. better if you're close to the stage. Yeah. Um, Nothing I hate at a concert, which I guess would happen at a comedy show, too. Once in a while, someone behind you will tell you to sit down. You ever had that happen? That's outrageous. Uh, that's probably me. Like, you have every right. To- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I love a concert where you can sit down, actually, because really? going back to your full circle back problems, yeah. there's no band that I like enough that I want to listen to them play for an hour and 15 minutes and while I'm standing. Time. I got you. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I want to sit. And I want to be relaxed, and I want uh, red wine and uh, marijuana. Okay, but here's the other thing. Um, you have people improvising on stage. I envy the musical improvisation that they do with each other. Yeah, and you say, okay. well, we can make up stuff each night. Just to give you the counterpoint, I really love that these guys are able to, like, make making music. They're, they're, 
They're together, I and I, I envy that. And that's that's one thing that I love about podcasting more than stand up. To be honest with you, is mm. you get to create something interesting. There's a harmony, and there's a second person. Yeah. I'm really envious. I'm really bummed about the the solitary nature of stand up to some extent. When you have some improvisation with a with a troupe or whoever else, don't you think that gives you a different buddy? Okay, yeah. yep, completely agree. If if I'm in the Grateful Dead in 1976, yeah, 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 there's a reason they toured constantly. <laughs> right, it's because it was about okay. taking acid and, and okay. soloing for right. five hours, right. and everybody's into it, and there's right. a, there's a communal feel. Also, if I'm Miles Davis, and every night, yeah, it, it has the refrain, yeah. it has the part that right. makes you know, oh, this is so what. And then the rest of it is soloing yeah. and trading fours. You know, right. this guy solos for right. four measures. This guy solos for four. That's amazing, and that's communal. I do think. I think this is something TJ might have even taught me. He taught me so much. Was that you do improvise? Uh, stand, improv seems so communal, and stand up seems so lonely. To me, I say the stand, a good stand up that's also a good improviser is improvising with the audience, and I don't mean. Where are you from? Right. I mean, with the noise they're making right. and, and the energy right. they're giving, right. and getting a, a feel for where they want you to go. Or, you so know, that's kind of, yeah. the solo of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I see guys that go up and do their acts, and I'm like, yeah, that seems like a drag. Right, but there's a way no, to, to go up and be like, what is this one going to be? And yeah. I can't always get there. No, I, I would never. Uh, uh, if I find myself doing the same jokes in the same order two shows in a row, I'm frustrated with myself because yeah. it's. Then it didn't really happen. It's not really happening. I don't want to recite things that I wrote. That's right. Isaac Um, Witte told me, he was like, when you start headlining, that's what you do. And it doesn't even have to be headlining. It's like go in a different order. Yeah. It's the best way to make it fresh for you every time. And I improvise a lot just to keep it fresh for me. Yeah. Um, And I genuinely am a little sick of hearing about my own thoughts at a certain point. And I do do get curious who these people are that we're doing Ah. this thing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fun to find out this communal thing we just did. Who was there? I don't know. No, I get that. I like it. I know know people go anti-riffing and it becomes like a somehow – there's people that are real like negative about riffing. But I, I, you know, Mm. it's not making fun of someone's shirt uh, for me. And so I don't think it's fair to – Always paint it with that brush. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. Yeah. There can be and another great thing TJ said to me. One time I, I did a set and I improvised almost the whole thing. And I was like, I felt like, oh man, I should have recorded it. I should yeah. have found the bits in it. And he was like, sometimes it's just for them. That one, was, right. it was just for them. And there right. really is something magical and beautiful about that. Yeah, the absolutely. Well, uh, uh, it's been awesome talking to yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for having me. We yeah. uh, always end with when one, we, one oh, question. Okay, okay. Can you think of a time you've laughed really, 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 really hard? It doesn't have to be a good story. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, I don't want to keep... We've talked about him a lot, but it, TJ does crack me up a lot. That's why we ended up starting doing that show. And, yeah. And um, He's so funny. There was a, a bit that we did. I, I Look it up. It was one of the last episodes where I was laughing so hard... You know, I had the spit take. It was coming out of my nose. It was, a, it was a thing called the Donkey and the Jeff. It was a, you know, we were making up these zoo DJ type stuff, and we just kept getting more and more. Donkey got top bill. Donkey, yeah, Donkey got top billing. It was, it went from like a Steven, Rick, it started with Rick Stevens and the cat. You know, we'll do this uh, dance and word bird contest coming up in half an hour. Maybe I'll call you. We got Rick Stevens and the cat coming at you on 102.5, the rocker. And he would do his version. Uh, Somehow it degenerated into Rick St- uh, And time now for Donkey and the Jeff. And then we started, <laughs> and it became Donkey and the Jeff. And I just, 
I don't know. I smile when I think about it. I, yeah. I know that people that listen to our show liked it, and I'm not trying to plug the show by telling the no, story. Please. But I, but I, I really, uh, he really is one of the funniest people around. And, yeah. And it, 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 there are times on that show where I, I'm, I have a hard time, uh, even like breathing, breathing, basic uh, function. Yeah. So that you know, that reminds um, me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. Uh, one time I was, uh, I was on marijuana. Yeah, and I was at TJ's. <laughs> I will admit I was on uh, marijuana. I was. I did uh, smoke it. Once. I do want to be clear to the Jeff. <laughs> I was on marijuana at the time. Donkey, I was. Um, I smoked weed at TJ's place. This is his old apartment with mm-hmm. all the clocks on the wall. Yeah, and he uh, he started telling me the story about uh, <laughs> <laughs> watching Jeopardy. Yeah, and Alex Trebek having to do the small talk interview. Yeah, yeah. And he got to this middle guy, and I, I'm sure he knew his name, and it was like Miles, and he's yeah. like, "So Miles, it says here that you are an avid record collector." Yeah. And Miles is just giving him nothing. He's just like, uh, "I don't know if I'd say, no, no." I think it's funnier that he's like, "Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big record collector." And Alex is Alex Trebek is trying. He's like, "Yeah, uh, any uh, particular genre? Oh, all genres." All genres. So he can't like, yeah. he can't get anything out of this motherfucker. <laughs> and it was better because CJ knew the actual questions, but yeah. I do remember the actual third one. He goes, it's been like a good minute of just the yeah. stalest conversation. Right, right. And then he goes, uh, how long have you been collecting records? He's like, my whole life. He's like, how many would you say, how many CDs would you say you have? And he goes, between 30 and 40. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he was so close to me. Yeah, Talk about yeah, having front row yeah, seats to a yeah, show. Yeah. His body was right here. I was seeing him as he was standing. And I was laughing so hard that I had to stop looking at him <laughs> because he had all the commentary. He's like, yeah. Alex Trebek, the consummate professional. One last attempt. He's yeah. like, how many? 30 and 40. And he was like, that would be one CD a year, a year yeah. for his entire life. <laughs> Just say you don't have any hobbies. So I, I've been there. <laughs> I have been yeah. there. Well, check it out. Cashing in. Yeah, cashing with TJ Miller on the Nerdist Network. And, on uh, this very also, network. Yeah. Also, uh, cash withdrawal, what's going to come out. And do you? when is this going to come out? Because I have a, a date I wanted to plug, but I don't know if it's... Well, know, what, it doesn't plug it anyway. Episode. Um, well, I just had a date that's coming up next week. It's a fun club that I do. And yeah, I, is that, is that, do you not it do plugging? It won't be out for a while. No, okay. I mean, we this won't, won't be out for a month or so. Okay, that's fine. We're not going to plug anything. We're stacking pods. We're, but where fine. can they see Bankables. your tour dates? Bankables. Bankables. Yeah, it's cashlevy.com or, or just go on Twitter at cashlevy and sometimes I'll give you a, yeah. a, sh- a shout out and uh, let you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, they'll see you and where all you're that at. social media stuff. Thanks for having me. That was really, my pleasure. That was really fun. I, I've done a few podcasts in my life and, um, I didn't know even know we had started. I know I. Oh, I thought I've you been, were. I, people knew. I, I knew that someone said. I, I've actually heard it where you where it's obvious. It's almost every say, episode hey, they started. say yeah. have we started. Almost yeah. every episode. Yeah, so I knew we were starting, and and that's why I really held back the good stuff because I know people are just getting. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Yeah. Would you say keep it crispy? That's how we end. Yeah, keep it crispy. <laughs> On one hundred two point seven, the rocker. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.